0: Welcome to The Whole Indie Show,
1: your home for your weekly slice of indie goodness.
2: So it's natural that I ask myself, is this a risk I'm willing to take? And the answer, absolutely. If you know something about me, you know that I'm trying to change the wave of the future. Jesus, the We need
1: to Innocence, once lost, can never be regained darkness, once gazed upon, can never be lost. All things truly wicked start from innocence. Because I want to see you, see me, smash it Come and play. What I want
3: is Brian Danielson's head on a stick.
1: This is my challenge to everybody on the independent scene, and that's to thrive. Thrive to be the best in the world.
0: With your hosts, Sandro LaTelpa, oray, 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 oray. and
1: Ashley Richardson.
3: Well, I knew we'd tear the fucking roof off. <laughs>
0: Welcome everybody to the first TWIS show of the advent calendar. Yeah, that's, sorry, that's a that's a dodgy line, especially because this would only have this advent calendar would only have three doors, unless of course you listen to it every day, which I would recommend. Yeah, you know, just download it, delete it, and then download it again the next day, as if it's a new podcast. Might boost the numbers. I don't know. Regardless, this is Ashley as ever. And joining me is Sandro, and who'd have thought it everything happened this week, and next week, and the week after. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
4: a lot of stuff happened this past week. Um, Walking Dead was awesome. Sad that Bev died. That's fucked up, but someone's gotta die. Uh, I was fortunate enough to buy a ticket for the House of Glory show that's coming up in about two weeks. So I will be Ooh. going to that show. Front row. So I get to see the rare match between Ricochet and AJ Styles. So I'm looking forward to that. Last stuff that happened, and a lot of people still crying wolf about the Styles clash.
0: Which we'll get to. Yeah. But not till a bit later on because I guess. That is Japan, which we'll go to first, actually, because New Japan World, or the New Japan Network, is officially live right now. You can go order it at njpwworld.com. It's roughly about $8, give or or take. $8.44, I think, is the... Well... $8 and change. Because the exchange rates change, yeah, it's... It's somewhere around the eight dollar mark and somewhere about like the five or six pound mark yeah. if you're in the UK. Again, you'd have to work out what the currency conversion is at the time because it's going to fluctuate. Of course, the, the whole idea is it's nine hundred and ninety nine yen. I wonder where they got that idea from. But as a bonus for people that sign up now, they will get a live feed for Wrestle Kingdom on January the fourth. So basically they're trying to tell everybody in the US, don't buy the pay-per-view, buy ours instead, <laughs> it's much cheaper, because I don't think the uh, GFW pay-per-view is going to be $8, probably not. No,
4: but, uh, but yeah, you, you also get the people <laughs> saying, oh, it's all in Japanese, I want it in English. I don't understand what they're saying.
0: Then you might miss a very, very, very breaky, 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 bishy, bishy moment. Yes, it's always the best. Yes. Uh, so scheduled to already be on this uh, right. network is this Sunday's final of the World Tag League. The three of the two, three of the shows as part of the Road to Tokyo Dome before Christmas, and then. The crazy January weekend, with the Big Pro Wrestling Festival on the Saturday, Wrestle Kingdom 9 as well as its pre-show on the Sunday, and then Monday, the New Year Dash. Then there'll be two of the six shows from CMLL's Fantastica Mania, and then the Road to the New Beginning show at the end of January. That's all they can confirm so far, but it pretty much seems to be that everything that's being shown on pay-per-view... Or television in Japan. or well, To some extent, television, because I don't think the World Tag League this Friday, which has already happened by the time this gets put up, is going to be part of it. But it seems to be a lot of the upcoming stuff is going to be there. They've also pretty much confirmed that key events and matches from the entire 45... Was it 43? Is it 43 years now that New Japan's been going, give or take? yep uh they're gonna have all the tokyo dome shows apparently from 92 to 2004 so basically everything before wrestle kingdom i think because first wrestle kingdom would have been 2007 yes if we're going on 2015 being nine uh the main reason is uh tv ashy uh own all the rights to the New Japan Video Library, so they've managed to secure everything, and uh, they have stressed that all video content can be reviewed anywhere in the world as well. So I think this is a great deal for people that want to see the Japanese stuff legally. <laughs> because, to be quite honest, cons- You know the network from WWE is nice, but most of the stuff that's on it isn't complete. And from what I've heard, from what uh, New Japan is planning, is going to be—I wouldn't say it's obviously not full, but there is going to be a greater proportion of the history of the company on it than there is on WWE at the minute.
4: Well, <clears throat> I, met, I haven't officially signed up yet. I, I took a browse on the website. I will be buying it in a couple of weeks. I'm just waiting for financially securing everything on my end. But I, I will be buying this service. Uh, from what I browse through the website, they have pretty much pretty much their entire shows are up. Even going back from the late 70s from when they started initially. So this is a huge, huge improvement over the WWE Network where they don't really have everything on their service, obviously because they have to edit certain things with their content. But the New Japan world, they beat WWE Network completely already with wrestling-wise. And I'm really looking forward to to watch it. Uh, From what I've heard, um, they, just like the WWE network when they initially announced, the pay-per-view companies in Japan are not happy about this. Uh Samurai TV, which airs New Japan television over there, they're not happy as well. But uh, both of those uh, companies haven't really uh, offered a comment to the New Japan World Service. Mm. But they're not happy about it. Now, the big question is, Will this affect the North American pay-per-view? Um, yes and no. Will this have lesser buys for the buy rates? P- possibly. Uh, I think the huge factor that, that is going to bring a bit more people to watch the Wrestle Kingdom show is obviously
0: Jim Ross. Uh, yeah, people that I don't think you'll get on the world feed
4: people that don't necessarily watch Japanese wrestling but they know who Jim Ross is and they says, oh, okay, we're going to have this international product show on pay-per-view and Jim Ross is going to do commentary. And they're going to be like, oh, Jim Ross is going to do commentary. Okay, I might check it out. Now, for the usual people that watches New Japan on a regular basis, you know, it's a no-brainer. I, I think people will probably watch the New Japan World version whether it's live or even our archive, because I'm pretty sure once the show is finished initially, the archive will be up immediately. And we don't know if the North American version will be edited because the Tokyo Tome shows do go very long. I have no doubt they will try to cut it down as much as they can, but it will be as it was when it's streamed on New Japan World. So this is a... You know, it might not be so so good for GFW. I don't think Jarrett has made any comment about this, as far as from what I've heard. But I'm pretty sure he's not really happy about this offering fans the New Japan Network, basically, for a very less price than what GFW is offering on
0: pay per view. Hmm. I'm thinking the actual... The thing that will probably still be okay for them is the time difference. Because I think some people that are intrigued in Jim Ross will not want to get up at two in the morning. Uh, you know, to no. watch it No, no, they live. won't. The tape delay version, I think, could actually be a draw.
4: <clears throat> yeah, and... uh I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think I'd rather watch the New Japan World version, in my opinion, because I don't have to wait until, you know, 7 p.m. here to watch it. I could just watch it, like, first half of the show. I could watch it in the morning, you know? Yeah. But for, you know, casual fans, as I said, that don't really watch <laughs> Japanese wrestling, they'll probably want watch it on pay-per-view. And they might not even be aware that there's this service. But at the same time, I don't think that they'll be interested in doing it because, obviously... The website is in Japanese, and yes, you can, there is two different ways. If you have Google Chrome, it has the translate button as well. Uh, for those that have like Firefox, like I do, uh, if you go to the tool section of the browser, just go to add ons and just search Google translate. There is an app for that and you could obviously put that on the, on your toolbar. And just hit the translate button, and it will automatically, you know, translate in English. Um, Now, today, as a recording, I received very, very lengthy news about the New Japan World Service. And, of course, this is from the Wrestling Observer (laughs) Newsletter. I'm not going to go over the entire thing because it's a a freaking essay
0: here, literally. It's a lengthy piece. So So I'm going to... I guess Dave has... uh looks at it in depth
4: so i'm gonna give in abridged version as i can <clears throat> excuse me uh, new japan owner takagi cannot Kina- uh, kidani excuse me announces goals of surpass- surpassing wwe and ufc as the number one sports entertainment group in the world Copy WWE with the announcement on December 1st of New Japan World, a streaming video service, you know, the website, of course, that will air all of its major shows, even down to a monthly price of 999 yen. Uh, the service launched immediately after the press conference and is accessible worldwide. The next day, Kidani, without giving any numbers, said that they were blown away by the numbers of sign-ups outside of Japan. Uh, Kidani stated that the first year's goal was 100,000 subscribers, which realized he was very optimistic, and not being Vince McMahon. Uh, figuring at the time that almost all subscriptions would come from Japan... And figured they could eventually do several hundred thousand subscribers with a strong international growth, and in particular, brought up eventually having an English language announcers, for major shows and English subtitles, similar to how the show on Access Television would be done. Uh, He's hopeful that the service, which will include all major shows as well as the weekly one-hour television shows from. W P W, which is the TV Asahi, the, the highlight shows. Anyways, will help international expansions, which is the gro- which is the group's current focus. Now, of course, uh, I already mentioned before they're they're undercutting their pay per view price as well as the companies. Um, uh, they're very they're very hopeful that this will be a success. Basically, not only with Japan, but also out, outside of Japan. So, you know, th- this could be a very big plus for New Japan. So, you know, that's pretty much it from from what I mean here. Going forward, uh, it says here that uh, going into the future, all Kirk and Hall shows are expected to be streamed live. Uh, in Japan, most of these shows are either aired as pay per view iPay-per-views, uh, or they would be aired on television. You know, for example, Samurai TV. Uh, it is not clear what that means for the relationship with Samurai TV. Uh, what is known is that when local media try to contact services that work with New Japan, uh, for example, Samurai TV, Gaura, uh, G+, Plus, which is usually just sports channels that rely on a lot of pro wrestling programming, uh, all will be very minor channels, by US standards and several local stations that air in New Japan decline to comment on the situation with the New Japan world. Uh the network also includes all matches from 67 commercially released best of New Japan DVDs, featuring many of the biggest matches from the company dating back from its uh back from 1972, as well as documentaries to be added in time, uh, including the 2014 G1 Climax documentary uh, on the tournament that aired the in Japanese theaters. So, a lot of stuff to be added. Uh, one thing should be noted, there are a few archives that are missing. For example, one of the biggest uh, matches is the historical... Match between Antonio Noki versus Muhammad Ali is not in the service at the time, but uh, it is said to be added eventually in the upcoming months. But uh, thus far, should be very interesting. Uh, what another thing here, and this is very interesting here, uh, the company is planning on cracking down its content from being uploaded to Daily Motion website which is where the majority of the international uh, New Japan fans follow the shows. At the press time, a ton of New Japan content is still up. The plan is also for the service to be available soon on smart TVs, PS3s, PS4s, Xbox One, and Apple TV. Uh, Just a side notes from news here. Uh, The match between... (coughs) Excuse me. Match between Liger and Desperado for the NWA Junior title is coming up soon. Uh, it is undecided if it will be added to the Tokyo Dome Show or another show over the next five weeks. Uh, of course, Yoshi Tatsu is out uh, with a broken neck. Uh, Okada has said that he'll introduce a new move, believed to be a new suplex, in the title match at the Tokyo Dome Show desperado uh missed some shows with a broken toe suffering in training before a match he's able to work a limited amount of dates so he'll work some multi multi-team matches uh in the upcoming weeks and the last one uh it's just no saying that uh the japan chairman naoki shugabayashi is uh helping out with the company is uh He's helping out with the birch stands as he's uh, greeting fans and uh, trying to be more friendly with the fans in attendance with the shows. So,
0: his concessions,
4: Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Except he's not mad.
0: Kane isn't mad just because he wanted to go into politics. <laughs> so yeah. That's- that sounds, I'm guessing the Ali thing is probably right to because the Ali family, possibly. Maybe, but
4: uh, I'm pretty sure they'll get it up Yeah. eventually. <clears throat> but yeah, like I said, I was browsing through their content, and like I said, a lot of shows. And one of the big differences between <laughs> the New Japan Network and the WWE Network, in the WWE Network, uh, you can watch shows, but you have to watch it in basically one big file. On the New Japan World Service, you can watch an entire show, but it is split up in matches. So you can watch whatever match you want instead of watching the entire show in one big file. So I think that's a big plus, in my opinion. Uh, I think that's something that uh, WWE should do. Because there may be a show that you want to see, but you don't want to watch the entire show. You just want to watch one particular match. I think that's something WWE should do if they decide to do that, but... I think that's a big plus on the, the Japan World Service.
0: <clears throat> well, technically, I know when they've done the digital releases of the pay per views for WWE, they have been on a match by match basis if you don't want the whole card. So it's a shame they haven't done that for the network, but regardless. Sticking with Japan, uh, we have some news that's pretty much broken as of recording on Wednesday, and it's a statement from WWN, which says, uh, quote, after a very successful initial tour of China, which resulted in four capacity events in Grand Epoch City, Chengdu, Emishan, and Beijing, WWN has entered into a five-year agreement with Great Wall International Sports Management Limited and Transnational Services Incorporated to continue to bring the WWM brand of sports entertainment to China, Hong Kong, Macau, and Taiwan. The WWM president and CEO, Sao Hamoui, is it? Yeah. Hamoui stated, the reaction from our 2014 China tour has been nothing short of phenomenal. Over 16,000 fans witnessed our events live, and millions more have now seen the television airing of our November 16th event from the MasterCard Center in Beijing. This agreement will allow WWN, along with our partners, Great War and Transnational, to do multiple tours annually throughout the region. So bad luck, Sandro. You're never going to go to an Evolve show again.
4: <clears throat> uh, possibly. I should note that it was revealed... Uh... I think it was Tuesday or Monday. I don't remember. But anyways, Gabe said they are having shows in Florida in January. Now, the thing is, we don't know how many tours they're doing for each year. Uh They did say that they will have their next tour in the spring of next year. So I'm assuming possibly after WrestleMania weekend. Um. Mm. If I had to guess, I would probably guess maybe two tours a year? Two or three I at thought. best. But I'm assuming they'll still have shows in the US, but I think the problem will be uh how will they keep the storylines, you know, intact basically cuz they're not going to take everybody on the regular roster. They're go- they're only going to take a select few. And obviously we saw in the in the first tour that uh Certain talents that uh, pairings didn't really make much sense, you know, like a heel versus heel or face versus face. We're gonna, I think we're gonna keep seeing that once they do tours in in Asia, not just Japan, because we don't know if they're not going to Japan as of this moment. But it's good for the talents. At the same time, it it could be bad for. I guess the fans because they're not going to have much shows here and I'm not really sure if they want to keep up with the WWM product if they're going to keep going frequently in Asia. So, it could turn off some fans, but I mean we'll have to wait and see. I don't think
1: Mm.
4: Shy will be affected that much. Um... I'm not sure how that that one's going to work because obviously, obviously with the title change and they only had four women on that tour, how many of are they going to add? Now they're going to you know keep going more frequently in Asia. So uh, it should be very interesting what's going to happen next year and the upcoming years as well.
0: Yeah, because a five-year deal means <clears throat> that'll be what end of 2019. <clears>
4: Yeah, pretty much. And also, we don't know how many shows they'll have. Are they going to have four shows? Are they going to have more shows? Obviously, uh, they'll clear it up once uh, April is closed. So hopefully by March, we'll hear something <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, within
0: the next few months, I'd have thought. Because I think the first China tour was about a month or two's notice uh yes they said they were going so i'll tell you something somewhere around them
4: yeah and then some of the talents thought uh, it was a joke you know because there's really no wrestling there so but now they're going to do it on a regular basis so you know as i said good for the talents and hopefully it will work out for them
0: and if it's a failure hashtag we told you so
4: Well, they have a five-year deal, so, I mean, unless the people in uh, China want to just end it, it's up to them.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, Now, a little bit of sort of an announcement. Uh, Friends of the show, uh, CJ and Jason from the Independent Roundtable podcast are doing their annual uh, awards. I think it's the third one that they've done started up in 2012. Uh, You can find the link as to put your vote in over on their site. As I say, the link is up on our social media stuff. Uh, And speaking of social media, a lot of videos and everything cropping up this week. We had Delirious confronting Ultramantis back in the library, building up to obviously their... Big match this weekend, which we'll get to later. Uh, Team Tremendous, interrogating Alex Reynolds. And then we had the the little plea bargain deal thing. And, uh, dear Lord, the amount of corpsing in those videos is brilliant. (coughs) Especially out of date Mountain Dew. Don't know why, just is uh TV from last week uh, got put up with Davey Richards versus Sammy Callahan and Lewis Lyndon versus Josh Alexander. Um, has, the, has the new one been put up as a recording? Uh, yes, it's uploaded. What's on that one?
4: Uh, I haven't managed to check it out, to be honest.
0: Okay. So, doing prep work here. Uh we've got AIW with a DVD trailer for Girls Night Out fourteen, as well as Cats doing commentary. Don't worry, Teddy Hart is not involved. Uh Smash Wrestling are having their Smash Awards that you can vote till this Sunday, so go to the link again on our social media. Also, check out episode twenty-seven of Smash TV. A pretty damn good match. Tyson, Dukes, and Player Dos. And probably the most important info you will ever have to know about Contra. That that was some incredible stuff. I didn't expect it. I will say that. Obviously, you've also got uh, episode 3 of Brian Myers Making Towns. Episode 78 and 79, and probably by now, possibly 80 of the Candice and Joey show. Chikara's podcast, The Go-Go, and the Tomorrow Never Dies report. And also a video series that started up, uh, which is entitled The Journey, which is uh, an up in... Well, it's really the story of a guy going from his decision to wanting to be a professional wrestler, and pretty much the road going on. Now, there's two parts... Possibly free, so far up. And you can check those out on the social media pages as well. It actually is... It's its actually sort of a documentary-style thing. So it'll be interesting to see them, like, stuck together once uh, they're all put out in, like, one full-format thing. <laughs> Sandra has no point in.
4: Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> it's just a little info on this... um the wrestler in particular is uh, Kurt Robertson. Uh, he's a young kid. He's he's uh, I think 14 when they recorded this, and basically his decision to train, not only train in wrestling but training in the CCW Academy, mm-hmm. and of course they, they went interviews with uh, Drew Gulak, who's a uh, head of the uh, of the academy basically, as well as DJ Hyde. So it's an interesting uh, little documentary that they're doing. Yeah, as of now they're. They've only released two videos. I think the next one's coming out in the upcoming weeks. So uh, just keep an eye out on our social media.
0: Now, uh, Jeff on Unplugged did a, a run-through of this. But, Sandra, you wanted to give your quick thoughts as well on Episode 5 of Lucha Your Underground.
4: Uh, yeah, uh, last week's episode was... It was... Okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah. It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, exciting. Um, I I like the interaction with uh, Conan and Dario. Uh, Dario just covering, covering his ass, saying that uh, yeah, I didn't send those guys to take Pruma. No, no, what are you talking about? Uh, the first match with Drago and Emil Marte is a good match. Um, Marte's looked like a a dominant force, uh, which I think they should be doing. Um, Katrina looked fine as fuck. <laughs> God
0: damn. that's a technical term, people. Fine as fuck. <laughs>
4: uh, but yeah, yeah, Muñoz is doing pretty good. Um, I was really surprised that they started. They had this match. Uh, Sexy Star and Chavo Jr. I probably would have thought they would have saved it, especially they should save it for like a main event match, but. It was the second match already in the in the TV. Um, the match was fine. Uh, I thought after the match was well. Well, first off, uh, I didn't really mind the ending of uh, Sexy Star wanting to hit Chavo with a chair, which makes sense because you know she wants payback for what Chavo did. And basically, the ref got in the way, tell him no, you can't do that. If you do it, I'm going to disqualify you. So she responds by basically kicking the referee in the junk. Which is hilarious. And of course, the fans pop for it. So, uh, she's about to go hit Chavo with the chair. Uh, for some reason, Pentagon Jr. comes in, takes the chair. It seems like he was about to hit Chavo, which made no sense. And then there's a very long pause, which looked very awkward, in my opinion. And then all of a sudden, uh, Phoenix comes in. And, uh,. I guess sidekicks, Pentagon with the chair, which look really rehearsed. Mm. It it didn't look good in my opinion. I thought it looked kind of, looked really rehearsed. But I guess they're they're hyping up. I guess a mixed tag match. I guess. So we'll see how that pans out. Uh, There was a video problem with uh, Johnny Mundo, and I have to mention this because (laughs) there was one line. That when he said it, I just started to laugh. Uh, basically, what he said was, it was a gist of, yeah, I was in a, in a different company, and uh, I broke all the rules, and I did what I wanted. I'm like, really? really? <laughs> you did that? Oh, okay. I, I guess he, he thinks he's a...
0: Phil Brooks. Yeah, I guess he, he thinks he's Phil Brooks,
4: I guess. Or Brian Danielson. No, I'll probably, probably compare that theory to Phil Brooks. Let's be realistic here. Yeah, I, I just started to laugh when he said that. Like, come on, really?
0: Someone say Brian broke the rules.
4: Well, that's because Phil Brooks left. He quit. True. Or some, people, or some people call him a quieter, I guess. People don't know how to spell, unfortunately. But... Uh, I think one thing, uh, I feel that he should probably change his look because he has the same look that he had when he was in WWE. Uh, I don't know. If you go under a new name, I would say change the look, get different gear or something. Because that's what people are going to see him as, as a former WWE mm-hmm. guy. But that's just me. Um, main event, uh, street fights, uh, Big Rake, Prince Puma. Um, uh, for a street fight, um, it was good. It was fine for what it was. Uh, started off slow in the beginning, but it picked up eventually. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I wasn't really surprised with uh, the Crenshaw crew uh, getting involved. That was expected. I will admit, uh, when Mundo came out, basically jumping off the balcony, it looked pretty cool, and he kind of looked like a superhero coming down. <laughs> the way he was shot.
0: So... I'll, I'll give them kudos it, that, for that. I, I think that spot is in the TV advert every week that I see.
4: Well, they should put that from now on because, like I said, it looked really cool. I'll give them kudos on that. Um, Mundo was about to hit BitRick by the chair, but Rick got out of the way, and he accidentally hit Puma. Uh, Mundo uh, feels sorry for what he did, and then the rest of the Crenshaw crew took him out. Then they put a table, Big Rick catches him, and hits uh, basically a Uranagi or rock bottom for casual people. And through the table, Crenshaw crew stands tall, and uh, Big Rick gets the win, pinning Prince Puma. So, you know, a lot of uh, tension going around. Well, looks like it's going to happen eventually with uh, Puma. And Mundo, we'll see how that pans out. But, uh, yeah, overall, it was, a, it was a fine show.
0: So, uh, we now move into results because I've got a lot to get through. I've just realized how much time we've got left, and wow. Uh, so, selected stuff from New Japan as the World Tag League goes on. First one first thing we have to bring up is the show from last trying to think off the top of my head Saturday Which featured AJ and Nijiro beating Tenkoji after AJ used the styles clash on Kojima and of course the internet immediately went AJ has injured somebody again But spoilers Kojima's still wrestling, so it clearly can't be that bad.
4: And this is where I'm going to explain why. (laughs) Obviously, somebody took a, a still photo of the incident, but what they didn't show, for some reason, they didn't show the actual footage. What happened was AJ was going for the style clash. He had him in position. As he was going for it, somehow AJ lost his balance, and he fell back. Now, obviously, Kojima ha- doesn't know anything about this because, you know, he's upside down. So his thought was, okay, he's going for the South Side. Now, I should tilt my head-, head back, which he did. But unfortunately, as he did, um, he didn't really hurt himself. He kind of skid his forehead, basically, from the footage that I saw. And it was very clear as a uh, he wasn't hurt. The match continued and Kojima continued to wrestle the match. Obviously, he had to take a little pause because they wanted to check on him, but he is fine. He's still wrestling. But once again, people are going up in arms because they only saw the photos and not the video footage. Yeah. Everybody's going nuts. Now, granted, I will say this time it is AJ's fault, but at the same time, he lost his balance. He couldn't really control his body movement because. Obviously, you see the video footage. Kojima is a bit thicker and a bit heavier person than he would normally do it to anybody else.
0: <clears throat> but it's still no just cause for causing the move to be banned.
4: Exactly. <clears throat> and, of course, people are clamoring. Oh, he's got ban it. Oh, he's going <laughs> somebody else. Oh, this and that. Give me
1: a break.
0: I'll tell you what should else be banned. Sunday's result. One that I'm picking out the nwa tag team beat the kingdom yeah that happened
4: now i do have the the point system the standings as a recording so
0: which i still think is wrong from what they've said because i think uh it might have been some results might have been missed but i'm um, just having a quick look uh how did Michael Bennett oh yeah, Taven and Bennett beat Tanahashi and Captain New Japan? A bit of a surprise.
4: I should point out there was a moment where once again Maria and Captain New Japan kinda <laughs> had their moments. <laughs> but of course uh Captain uh refused, and of course Maria's trying to get his attention,
0: which failed, but yeah. You know then also on the show, which happened on Wednesday, I guess some would see a surprise as uh, the tag champs of Anderson and Gallows beat Okada and Yoshihashi. Uh, some would see that as a surprise, but then again, obviously, the other guys are tag team champs, so it would make sense. But uh, as it stands... We can already confirm that Anderson and Gallows are on 10 points because their final match was due to be against Tanahashi and Tatsu, which obviously isn't happening. So the other rankings are Naito and Sombra, Kaji, Tenkoji, and AJ and Yajiro are all on 8 points. Uh, and Yoshi.
4: I, I have the official standings here. Okay. Uh, the tag champs, Anderson and the Gallows, are in first place with 10 points. In second place is a three-way tie, and I will mention it in order.
0: Yeah, because I, I, I lost track
4: of who lost who. AJ and Yujiro are in second place with eight points.
0: Right. Tenkoji
4: is in third place, and Naito Sombra are in fourth place.
0: Then 5th uh, guessing. It's
4: Okada and Yoshihashi. And then after that it's the Kingdom, uh Taven and Bennett, they're
0: tied with six points. So and NWA seven. Yes. And obviously Tanahashi and Yoshitatsu by default at the bottom yes. because they haven't scored any points. Now in block, B, block B yeah, for block B that's me. I'm I mean, judging from what I remember, is is it Archer and David Boy Smith at the top? Uh there are two teams tied with eight points. A
4: killer League Squad, there are placed in first place. And the second team behind them is Nakamura and Ishii. Right. Now, in second place, a three-way tie with six points. No, it isn't. Well, well from what I have, yes. Three teams are tied.
0: I if it was a double countout, it's uh, one point.
4: I don't know. From what I'm seeing, there's three teams with six points. Okay. So it's a team of Minoru Suzuki and Takashi Izuka, Yuji Nagata and Manabu Nakanishi, and the third team is Hiroki Goto and Katsuyori Shibata.
0: Because on the show that happened on the Wednesday, Suzuki and Izuka's match with Yano and Sakuraba went to a double count out. Because they all started fighting... You know, Sakuraba was obviously fighting Suzuki. And Izuka was fighting Toriyano. Nobody got to the ring in time. So uh, it was declared a double count out. So I don't know whether that's how they get one point each or not.
4: Well, I don't know. But uh, that's what I'm reading here. And in last place, another three-way tie with uh, four points. Uh Makabe and Tomaki Hanma, Toriano and Kazushi Sakuraba, and Bad Luck Fala and Tamatanga.
0: Um and it pretty much is boiling down to uh a couple of matches in block B that look to be deciding what happens uh there. And then all three matches from Block A, because it's the three teams on eight, and the I'm trying to think. Uh, obviously, uh, Gallows and Gallows and Anderson are obviously still on ten. Uh, did Anderson? Who did Anderson and Gallows lose to? Have you got the chart? in front of you, or I think because I'm just wondering if that will come into effect with on victories for AJ or Tenkoji or Naito uh, and Sombra
4: um, trying to look at it here real quick uh, actually I lost to AJ and uh, Takahashi back mm-hmm. on Tuesday well, yesterday basically yeah, probably uh, Styles uh, hit the Styles Clash on Carl for the win.
0: So if they did win, they would be in number one position then? Yep. So that's, that sort of levels that out as being what the main event of block A now is going to be. <laughs> so it means that we are now... Down to uh we're now down to the final, which is Sunday, I think. Yes. And then then I'm guessing from that that's when we'll unless of course a certain 3D team invade and this World Tag League thing means nothing. <laughs> and it's actually gonna be Team 3D versus Bullet Club.
4: I don't know. I probably would prefer Goto and Shibata, but that depends if they'll win it,
0: but of they have one show to if, go. Of course, what happens if the tag champs win?
4: Then they'll have to think of some way to have no more contenderships. Uh, I think it's the following week. Yeah, because they have like three shows on the 18th through
0: the 20th. So. That's how that's how you bring in Team 3D. <laughs>
4: I mean, unless, if they want to. unless they want to put like a three way or four way, mm-hmm. you know,
0: they could do that. Yeah, but you've already got that with the juniors.
4: Yeah, but they could do it for the regulars. I mean, it's not the first time they've done True. it. So
0: we'll see. Anyway, next up, uh, quickly go through the Dojo War show from a couple of weeks back. But it's the reason why is because it's the Champion of Valor Finals. And uh, relating to that. Uh, so on the card, Dan O'Hare beat Kurt Robinson via the O'Hare lift. So uh, there he is. He is in action. So the documentary's got a bit to catch up on. Uh, Joe Gacy beat Rex Lawless via a moonsault. Eric Corvis successful in A Fatal 4-Way, beating Sugar Dunkerton, D3, and Mason Miles after Corvis pinned Sugar. Uh, Joey Janella successful over Andrew Wolfe. Then in six person tag, Brittany Blake, Frankie Picard, and Persistent Percy beat uh, Trooper, Audubon, Ben Ortiz, and Jonathan Evans. And then in the Champion of Valor final, Connor Claxton comes from one fall down to beat Ryan Galeone two to one to become the inaugural Champion of Valor. And I think it was a, was it a prize of $5,000, I think.
4: Yeah, from what I've heard, it's from my private sponsor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gallion got the first four with a roundhouse kick. Uh, Claxton leveled it up with a magistral cradle and then a submission with a cross-arm breaker getting the win. I'm mentioning it because over the next couple of weeks, or well, actually we're in week two, I think, already, aren't we? of the three weeks of yes. them being uploaded. Yeah. Uh all the matches are being released for free on the Dojo Wars website which uh, I'll give you the link but we'll have the link on our social media stuff. Oh
4: it's on our, it's on our social media already. It's been there.
0: Yeah. It's well if you can you can find Dojo if you just search CGW Dojo Wars you'll find it as well. And they're all going to be there all 15 of them which is Nice to see. It's nice to see that it's being put up as a Christmas present or something. (laughs) That's a thing. I don't know. So that's only two of the cards that ran down. I can't even get the uh, I can't even get the present past future tense sorted properly. So when we come back I think we've got about another eight cards to go through. Admittedly four of them are ring of honor pcw uh co-book cards and then we've got another eight previews to come including two eye pay-per-views and a pay-per-view and basically a reason why friday night might be the night to uh keep an eye on twitter (laughs) so with that We'll see you for the second part of this week's Whole Indie Show right after this.
1: Feels like I've been away for a thousand years. So tired of these airports and souvenirs. I shiver in the night and I think of you. I scroll the boulevards. I stare up at the stars. And we stayed online. And this is how it goes You never leave my mind
5: Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Just a reminder for you to listen to Sunday Night Showdown every pay-per-view Sunday, as I'll be joined by my broadcast partner, the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, and Mark the Shark DeCarlo, as we provide the best pay-per-view coverage of the WWE. And it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, every pay-per-view Sunday Sunday night showdown your home for WWE pay-per-view coverage
3: This is the Bronx Father to tell you about the Get In The Zone podcast every weekend right here on the SNS Radio Network with myself, my co-host, Anthony Farley, and bringing you the TNA recap.
1: No, God, please, no, no.
3: L-Train. We also cover SmackDown, some news, and you might even get moments like this. Oh my brother, testify! Wow, Oh, award! Oh my God! <laughs> wow, that that was that wasn't half bad. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> to quote,
0: see since I'm imitating, since I'm imitating Devon tonight, I might as well run the gamut of black wrestlers and go with Booker T. Tell me, I did not
3: just. Here's that. It's one of those things to edit. <laughs> <laughs> to edit or not to edit. That is the question. For the reaction to giving you cannot edit this one. <laughs> oh, shit. Anthony's dead. He's just done. Oh, we might as well just end the show right now. So... Check out the archive every single weekend and drop us an email anytime. SNS zone at gmail.com. Right here on the SNS Radio Network.
1: Downtown, you dig that. I think I'm going crazy. <laughs>
2: exclusively on the SMS
3: radio network and the Chris Jones gaming network
0: yeah
1: this is going to be fun
5: fan of wrestling shoot dvds wrestling action figures wrestling memorabilia well i'm pleased to announce that the sns radio network is now officially an affiliate of highspots.com so when you go to the sns radio network site click on the high spots banner on the main page and it takes you directly to HighSpots. now i'm not saying you need to buy something from highspots.com but if you do You're helping to support the SNS Radio Network by going through high spots on the link on the SNS Radio Network page. And every purchase gives a kickback to the SNS Radio Network, helping us keep all the programming here free for you.
0: show with ashley and Sandro, and i need to talk slightly quickly because we've got so much to go through and even so much so that we've got news breaking and also another card to add to the eight that we've got a review or partially anyway so, sandra i'll let you do all that for a next minute or so
4: so uh, just quickly with news uh shimmer announced that shimmer volume one through 20 are now available in the Shimmer section of the World Wrestling Network channel on Roku. So, if you have Roku and you want to catch pretty much the 20 editions of Shimmer, now you can watch it. So, that's really good, especially since the DVDs of the early Shimmers are pretty much out of print. So, this is a good move. And hopefully, the... Other editions will be included in the near
0: future. Now and um, yeah, so the I think it's Dragon Gate, is it?
4: Yes, Dragon Gate
0: had their Japan. Not Dragon Gate China. <laughs> well there
4: is no such thing, so Yet. Yet.
0: No, I don't think so.
4: They don't own the they, Gabe and WWN does not own the rights to that. They get sued. <laughs> Uh Dragon Gate kicked off their first show of the Fantastic Gate Tour in Kerngate Hall, which was in IP review. Uh just going over through some of the most important matches. Uh there was one big eight man tag with Don Fuji alongside with the Jimmies of Genki Oraguchi, H. A. Jimmy, Rio Jimmy Saito, and Jimmy Susumu defeating the team uh Masato Yoshino Kanes. Kenichiro Arai and Super Shisa win Susumu and Kanes. Now the reason because of this match uh, Don Fuji and Jimmy Saito have a uh, on and off friendship. Uh, Back in the day in the old Toriumon days uh, Saito's gimmick was a bicycle enthusiast basically coming out with a bicycle and uh, you kind of form a a short form tag team with the Don Fuji and they were known as the Bicyclists. And he kind of invited him for this match in particular. And after the match they all did the the Jimmy's dance, I guess, in celebration. Which I'm pretty sure was hilarious. <laughs>
0: uh,
4: semi-main event, uh, Monster Express of Akira Tozawa and Shingo Takaji defeating the uh, DS Hearts team, uh, Masaki Mochizuki and BB Hulk with uh, Shingo pending BB with the pumping bomber and the main event was for the open the Twin Gate tag team titles as we have new champions as the Millennials of T-Hawk and Ata defeating Osaka 06 of Shima and Gamma with T-Hawk defeating Shima with the Night Ride and uh, the Millennials are now the 34th champions. So they're pretty much talking crap on Osaka 06 from the Millennials and all of a sudden uh, Shima and Gamma decide to turn heel on the Tokyo crowd because they're crapping on the Tokyo crowd saying that Osaka respects us more and we want to get the hell out of here. So I guess they're, they're heels now in Tokyo because they, the crowd was not really uh, responsive with that reaction so they booed them out of the venue.
0: <laughs> so the Millennials who are heels are still heels. But now Osaka 06, uh was...
1: God
4: damn it. Well it's it's just Dragon Gate. By the way, how did Dolphin get on? But uh anyways, after the match, uh T Hawk and A top of the Um I think he was in the opening match, I not Yeah, he was in the opening match and his team won. But he didn't yeah, get the pinfall. That's all
0: so. that matters. That's all that matters. So, Dolphin win.
4: so as the Millennials are talking about their victorious win, uh, Mad Blanky comes out, kind of tells them to get out of the ring because they have an announcement to make. Uh, with uh, Doi and, and uh, Crazy are hurt at the moment, uh, there's going to be somewhat of a reboot for Mad Blanky, I guess. Uh, so they basically said there's going to be a new Mad Blanky uh, Starting on the December 16th. Kirk and Hall show. Uh, basically the current version. Will continue their activity. Through the 14th show. As a. Per- um, they uh, Naruki Doi. Brought back a concept that he had. During the Blood Warriors. Junction 3 feud. Which was the Doi darts. In which he has a. A chart basically, and it has several names, and he throws darts at them to have like a, a wild card match basically. So basically, the doy darts process was to, fly, to find reinforcements to keep Mad Blaiky competitive while Doi and Crazy are out rehabbing their injuries. Uh, the new members are not necessarily permanent for disabled. Uh, their membership is currently only for an indefinite length of time and could potentially. Come to win, win, doi, or crazy return. So, they had the doi darts. And because of this, uh, usually in the last Currican show, they have like a a big 10-man tag. So, with the concept of the doi darts, uh, they ask kids in the audience to come in and basically pick the participants in the big 10-man match. So on one side, we have Gamma, Sachi Hoko Boy, Don Fuji, Jimmy Saito, and Jimmy Kenda. And on the other side, uh, we have Kenichi- Kenichiro Arai, Punch Tomonaga, Yosuke Santa Maria, Shima, and the young rookie Yuga Hayashi. So those teams are going to face each other at the December 16th uh, Kureken Show, which I'm assuming will be in Pay Per View. Pretty much every Coricun
0: hot show is, isn't it?
4: <clears throat> yes, and they added one more match for the final gate pay per view. Uh, besides the uh, Dream Gate title match uh, for the Twin Gate title, uh, the new champs T Hawk and eta will defend against Yamato and Sabrakan
0: Okay, but still no news on Dolphin. No, he'll he'll be on the cards. You know, he always will. He'll be there somewhere. <laughs> right, so next up on results, uh, the PCW and Ring of Honor Super Show of Honor cards. So night one, show one, on Friday, saw uh, in a six-man scramble, Joey Hayes beating ACH, Cedric Alexander, Charlie Garrett, Dean Allmark, and Al Leggero. Rodus Clay beat Michael Elgin. Apparently, he is a wrestling legend. Uh, Delirious beat Madman Manson. Lance Storm beat Martin Kirby. Dave Mastis was successful over Adam Cole. Because fuck British boot camp. Just <laughs> my opinion. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa successful over Oohah Nation. Bubblegum, de- Bubblegum, sorry, defeated Paul London. And Red Dragon successfully retained their Ring of Honor World Tag Titles, beating team single of Rampage, Brown and T-Bone, the Briscoes and the decade of Jimmy Jacobs and Roderick Strong. Show 2 on Saturday afternoon saw Uha Nation beat BJ Whitmer, L. Liguera and Tommaso Ciampa in a four-way. Uh, Michael Elgin successful over Chris Masters. Joey Hayes. Beat ACH. Roderick Strong beat Paul London. Adam Cole successful over Noam Dar. Martin Kirby beat uh, Cedric Alexander. In a six-man tag, team single with Rampage Brown and T-Bone. Successfully teamed with Bubblegum to uh, beat uh, Dave Mastiff, Dave Rain, and Madman Manson. And the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles retained once again by Red Dragon beating the Briscoes. Saturday evening, show three, saw Cedric Alexander win a six-man scramble against ACH, Bobby Fish, Martin Kirby, Noam Dart and Roderick Strong. Michael Elgin, successful over BJ Whitmer. Tommaso Ciampa defeated El Ligero. A team of Dave Rain and Madman Manson beat Delirious and Paul London. Joey Hayes, successful over Lance Storm. For the PCW Tag Belts, Team Single retained as Rampage Brown and T-Bone beat the Briscoes. Bubblegum also retained his Cruiserweight title in the freeway match between him, Adam Cole, and Kylo Riley. And then the PCW title match was originally supposed to be Chris Masters defending against u Nation. However... Dave Mastiff was added first. Uh, sorry, it was added as well, should I say. So it became a three-way dance. Uh, and this was a three-way dance rules rather than a triple threat. Uh, Masters was eliminated first. And then, so obviously that meant a new champion would be crowned. And eventually, it was Uhar Nation successful over Dave Mastiff, so... Uha Nation is your new PCW World Heavyweight Champion. Hoorah! I mean, literally, I'm pleased for Uha. There, I should have said Uha, really, rather than woo-ha.
4: Uh Speaking of which, remind me to mention something about Uha <laughs> after you to the
0: results. <laughs> okay. Well, that one shouldn't be too long because Show Four on Sunday afternoon wasn't too long of a show. Uh, Red Dragon beat Team Single in a No DQ Tag Match. Roderick Strong beat Mark Briscoe. Paul London successful over Deliria. So clearly that tag team broke down on the Saturday. In a low in a No Loud Noises match, ACH beats Cedric Alexander. <laughs> what? A No Loud Noises match. This is brilliant. <laughs> um, Adam Cole beats Cedric. Uh, sorry, Adam Cole beat Chris Masters by count out. Uh, Uha Nation retained the PCW title, beating Michael Elgin. And Jay Briscoe retained his Ring of Honor World title, beating Tommaso Chamba. And now, Uha Nation talk from Zandra.
4: <laughs> yeah, so some rumors came out during that weekend. And the rumor was that supposedly... Wuhan Nation is very close to being signed by WWE.
0: <laughs> oh, Titus O'Neil's looking worried now.
4: <laughs> now, one of the reasons that it's very possible it could happen is because uh, during the... uh might have been during the intermission or maybe before the show even happened. Uh, one of the staff had mentioned to people you better get a a picture with Uha right now because this could be the last time you may see him here. So maybe that's a possibility that he could get signed, but uh, he did have a tryout not that long ago, and apparently the staff was very impressed with him. So we'll see what happens if it's true.
0: As long as Jamie Noble didn't hype him up like Ricochet. Yeah. And he sorted.
4: Well, it. Well, it was probably the Build-A-Mont because he kind of squashed it, supposedly. So, he's not well liked, so there's a reason.
0: <laughs> so, next up on the results, Queens of Combat 3 from uh Sunday. Afternoon. Uh, the show opened with Miss Dyslexia beating Savannah Evans. Uh, Amanda Rodriguez beat Crazy Mary Dobson. The team of Sojo Bolt and Danny Jacks uh, beat uh, Jesse K and Ronnie Nicole, accompanied by Zane Riley. Nevaeh defeated Angelina Love. Then, in her return since baby happened, Mickey James beat Tessa Blanchard with a spin kick. The match between Jessica Havoc and Lou Fisto went to a double count-out when they brawled to the parking lot. And nobody was run over by a car this time. Isn't that right, Shane? Because that made no sense. And then the main event, the Lucha Sisters of Leva and Mia in Frozen cosplay, dear God. A cold never bothered them, especially in North Carolina. Um, beats the world's cutest tag team of Candice and Joey with tandem finishes Lever hitting the Pepsi Plunge on somebody I don't know which of the two and Mia Yim hit a 450 splash that's how you that's that's how you finish a team off (laughs) tandem Pepsi Plunge 450 splash that's a bit crazy Uh, next up PWX is actually literally next up because it followed on after that. Uh, PWX is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger for iPay-Per-View. Uh, opened up with the PWX ITV champion Billy Brash and the Black, Cow- the Black Cloud Joe Black uh, with a 10-minute time limit draw. Per the rules of the match, Joe Black gets a rematch anytime. So of course, he chose then. Probably shouldn't have done that because Billy Brash retained with a low blow and a small package. Next time you might want to take your time on it. So, uh, if that's the case, that should be like the twenty four hours, twenty four seven rules with the hardcore title back in WWF. Like in a McDonald's, I'm challenging to a match. Pins him. Like, is that is the is the hardcore title still going on in Wrestling Is Fun? Because I believe even over when Shikara didn't exist, there was still a hardcore title.
4: Well, that was all Chuck Taylor's idea. Yes, I don't, but I still think it's official. I don't <laughs> think he still does it because he hasn't done the videos lately. So
0: <laughs> he hasn't done it in months. So. Um, Next up, Cauliflower Chase Brown beat the debuting Timmy Lou Retton via submission to a double wrist lock. Jackson James and Chet Sterling successful over Lance Lude and Zane Riley in what's rumored to be Lance Lude's final match on the Indies. Does this mean he's going somewhere? Or just leaving the business? I don't know. Anyway, afterwards, Zane Riley asked his longtime partner to reconsider. Lude was thinking about it. And then got hit with a Belushi driver. From Zane Riley. So I think Lance Lude might be gone forever because of Jim Belushi. There you go. Uh Caleb Conley then came out and said that they were through putting over the world, now they're gonna take it over, and challenged Drew Galloway to put his Evolved title on the line later in the night. Which at first I was thinking can that actually happen and then I realized no wait he actually is number one in the rankings isn't he so by default it can
4: I don't remember (laughs) to be honest
0: yeah I I think he is because of his big wins okay we'll just nod and say yes Uh, Moose beat Chip Day with a spear Uh, the head honcho Trevor Lee then returned and asked what's wrong with the company And what they have against Trevor Lee. Because I guess they booed him. He then answered his own question. Saying that CWF Mid-Atlantic was a far better promotion. Oh, it's like that. Uh, Then the PWX Tag Champs Country Jack came out. And gave Trevor an opportunity to substitute for the injured Corey Hollis in their match. So. um, Adam Page and Trevor Lee. To beat the worst-case scenario of Elijah Evans, the fourth and Ethan Case, with Tommy Thomas. To retain the tag titles for Country Jacked, when Hollis hit Evans with his cast. It's a pretty clever move. Uh, Former TNA heavyweight champ Magnus beat Mr. Elite Drew Myers via submission with a Texas Cloverleaf in what's said to be a very, very good match. The Bravado Brothers of Harlem and Lancelot beat the world's cutest tag team of Candice and Jerry with a double neckbreaker. The southern saviour John Schuyler beat Anthony Henry with powder to the eyes, a roll-up, and a handful of tights. That's the triumvirate right there. In what was described as, quote, a war. Obviously, per the stipulations of this indecent proposal match, Skylar wins possession of Anthony Henry's valet and girlfriend, Amber. And the main event... Drew Galloway did accept to put the title on the line and retain the evolve championship beating Caleb Connolly by D- by DQ due to interference by Zane Riley. So apparently Zane Riley hates everybody. He hates Lance Lude, he hates Caleb Connolly. Apparently he might hate Drew Galloway. I, I just, he just doesn't like anybody apparently. I don't know what's going on, but whatever. So, next up, AAW's Windy City Classic 10 from uh, Berwyn, Illinois. Started with Lewis Linden beating Shane Hollister with a small package. Then, uh, it was revealed that Moondog Bernard is part of the Iron Curtain now. And Gregory Iron cuts a promo. And until... Dick Justice, the super cop that he is, and Colt Cabana came out and it's announced that they will team up to take on the Iron Curtain at the Christmas show. And then Super Cop fought off uh, both Boone and Bernard. So, yeah, that's that's a thing. Uh, Christian Faith retained the heritage title, beating Merrick Brave with a choke breaker. Does that mean Christian Faith is Ducalion?
4: No, I don't think so. Uh,
0: Justice Jones beat Marion Fontaine after a burning hammer. Chris Sabin successful over Jimmy Jacobs after faking a knee injury and then hitting a roll-up.
4: Uh, we, we should have mentioned that uh, Alex Shelley was scheduled to be in this match, but uh, he got hurt the night before.
0: It, is, is that why Sabin did it? Uh, I don't know. Motor City Machine Guns all the way. (laughs) Yeah, Alex Shelley got hurt in AIW on Friday. Yeah, we'll jump to that one next. Um, Dan Lawrence and Marcus Crane retained the AIW tag titles, beating Ryan Boz and Heidi Lovelace after Crane uh, pinned Boz. In a Bowen Street fight, the Hooligans came out on top against Zero Gravity after hitting uh, Brett Gakoya with chairs and then pinning him. In what some would say as a big result, Matt Cage beat Johnny Gagano with the money clip. hmm. Uh then for the A yeah, not the main event. Eddie Kingston retains the AW Heavyweight Championship, beating Keith Walker with the sliding D. It is worth noting though that Keith Walker did the styles clash.
4: Which I should note. Um the reason he did it is because it's an homage to the late Bison Smith, who did use uh, the same same move, but he calls it the Bicentennial. And uh, yeah. Keith Walker has worked with Bison Smith in Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan, and that's why he did it.
0: For a split second, I thought somehow he was doing it to piss off Lionheart. But, you know. Uh, and then the main event, Monster Mafia beat the American Wolves Yes. after Josh Alexander rolled up Eddie Edwards. And yes, Smart they move. did compete. Yes. So uh, next we get to the final show at Turner's Hall, AIW's Hell on Earth 10, which opened with Alex Shelley beating Josh Prohibition, although as we previously mentioned, Shelley did get injured during this match. Uh, Nasty Ross then beat Jimmy Jacobs by DQ. So, that purpose was something, I guess. I don't know. Uh, The League of Justice beat The Iron Curtain. Eddie Kingston beat Ethan Page in the dog collar match. Johnny Gagano successful over Matt Cross, but only by DQ. So, I don't know what happened there. Uh... Chris Sabin, successful over Eric Ryan. Davey Vega retained the AIW Intense title, beating Alex Daniels, Joshua Singh, Vader Scott, Lewis Linden, and Flip Kendrick. Uh, Marion Fontaine beat Rockstar Spud. And in the main event, Tim Dance retains the AIW Absolute title, beating Ricky Shane Page, Tyson Dukes, and Josh Alexander. And then the most important news of the week. Regardless of New Japan World, regardless of botched styles clashes or not, the most important news was that AIW is not dead. They will be having a show on Boxing Day, December the 26th, at Our Lady of Mount Carmel School, apparently in the back of the school at uh, 1355 West 70th Street in Cleveland, Ohio. Which is one
4: mile away from Turner's Hall.
0: So it's pretty close. Yes,
4: it's not that far. And one of the matches that has been confirmed, and I'm really surprised this is happening, Eddie Kingston will take on Chris Hero. Wow. And we all know uh, uh, Kingston is not really fond of Hero. Personally, and I'm really, really surprised this match is happening.
0: Uh, I'm trying to think is that is that for multiple reasons other than Shikara? <laughs> no, he he just
4: ah, damn it. Um, if I remember correctly, on the uh, the second shoot interview that Kingston did, he says that uh, um he just didn't like working with him. Because he thought that Hero was kind of shooting him in the ring. And they had some pretty serious uh, issues.
1: Hmm.
4: And even though Hero tried to patch things up himself, uh, Kingston wouldn't accept his apology. So That's
0: going to be... I don't know. Merry Christmas, everybody.
4: (laughs) Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody is really going to get hurt in that match,
0: so... Somebody is going to die. <laughs> um, uh, I do like the title for the show, though. Charge it to the Underhills. I like the poster. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, Fletch style.
4: Oh, and by the way, uh, Tessa Blanchard is returning, so
0: thumbs up. Yes, Tessa Blanchard. As well as Candice LeRae. Yay. Oh, even more, yes. And Vader, of course. So, uh, now we come to Beyond Wrestling. So, we're starting with the Alive and Kicking Guard. Then we'll go into the two tournaments. With some big surprises, I'd say, across all the shows. So, first up, Alive and Kicking. Saturday night. Uh, Winner-takes-all four-way match. Saw the Assyrian Portal Beat the Batiri, the Minutemen, and EYFBO. an Ophidian and Amasis hit Devin Blaze with an electric chair superplex. Uh, Devin Blaze of the Minutemen, teamed with Tommy Trainwreck. I'm pretty sure you probably, most of you know EYFBO and the Batiri, But Minutemen aren't around as much on the shows that we cover, I think. Are they, Sandra?
4: Unfortunately, uh,
0: fortunately No. No. Uh, John Silver beat Colin Delaney via a torture rack spin-out powerbomb. In what's described as the show-stealer, Jay Freddy beat Brian Fury with the Rock sharpshooter. Interesting it's the Rocks one, though. I don't know. Uh, The Hoods of David Cash and Chris Pyro beat the influence of Mike Montero and Jason Devine via an assisted Tombstone Piledriver driver, a la the Young Bucks.
4: So I guess their version of the Indie Taker.
0: Yeah, I guess. Pretty much. It can't be officially called that because the Young Bucks didn't do it. That's true. But obviously, that's a little tease as to what was to come the next day because uh, the Young Bucks were going to face the Hoods. And a two out of three falls match, Dave Colby Anthony Stone by two falls to one. Uh Cole got the first fall after reversing a top rope Frankenstein into a roll through pin. Stone got full two after reversing a Wheelbarrow Bulldog into a roll up pin. And then because they had enough of roll ups, Dave Cole got the final fall after a top rope tiger bomb. Then uh Silveramp beat Matremont with Le Magistral Cradle. Drew Gulak and Kimberly beat Pepper Parks and Cherry Bomb. When uh, Kimberley caught Pepper Parks in the alligator clutch. Biff Busick beat speedball Mike Bailey with a half-stranglehold submission, which apparently impressed everybody. Which is good to hear, because it looks like Mike Bailey is really on the rise. Had a great match at CZW last time, didn't he? Yeah. And now he's had a great match there. It's- Good to see. Mm -hmm. And then in the West Coast versus East Coast match, uh, the West Coast won. Um, So in terms of eliminations, uh, Chuck Taylor was taken out first by Yaka after a Yaka choke bomb. Yaka was then eliminated by Brian Cage with a pump handle bomb. Cage then got took out by Chris Dickinson with a Falcon Arrow. Dickinson then got taken out by both the Bucks with the Indy Taker. Uh, then David Starr got taken out by Trevor Lee with the Orange Crush Bomb. JT Dunn taken out with a Roll Up Pin by Matt Jackson. Dan Barry then managed to eliminate Trevor Lee with a Roll Up, but then. He was basically too much for the Bucks as the Bucks took him out with a combination super kick package pile driver. Mm -hmm. How did you get Barry up for a package pile driver? Oh, uh, I just saw like a highlight of that match and
4: uh, I think Nick picked him up for the package pile driver and Matt just super kicked him.
0: Nick's been doing the weights then. That's impressive stuff. So the Young Bucks are the sole survivors. BWG wins. <laughs> uh, so, TFT316. We'll go through block A first, which was Saturday, and then block B on the Sunday. So, uh, block A, the first round saw the Ninjas with Attitude of Shenron and Kitsune Beat the Canam connection of Cameron, Zagami, and Anthony Green. After Shenron heat uh, Shenron hit Zagami with a 450 splash and Kitsune followed up with an SSP. EYFBO beat Team Friendship of Scotty Slade and Mark Sherman after a powerbomb neckbreaker combo. Biff music and Drew Gulak beat the Brutal Burgers. Uh, when Gulak forced Cheeseburger to tap out to the Gulak, here there was no tease of a breakup because Ring of Honor are stupid. And then finally, the Devastation Corporation beat the influence of Mike Montero and Jason Devine after hitting Montero with the Demolition Decapitation. Ooh, uh, we Not should like mention it.
4: Uh, yeah, we should mention it. Smashmaster and Flex Rumble Crunch.
0: Oh, I see. That's why it isn't the death blow. Smash Master's saving it. I don't know. <laughs> and then the semi final of Block A, the ninjas with altitude beat FBI after Shenron hit Angel Ortiz with a crossbody as Kitsune had him in a crucifix hold. And then Busick and Gulak beat the Devastation Corporation hmm. after Biff hit a top rope crossbody on Max Smashmaster, as Gulak tripped him from behind.
4: Ah, okay.
0: So, Block B saw Milk Chocolate of Brandon Watson and Randy Summers uh, beat the Bateri of Oberian and Kodama when Milk Chocolate used Twin Magic and Watts roll-pinned (laughs) Oberian. Okay. Yeah, Twin Magic, there you go. Uh, The Garden State Gods of Eric Corvus and Mike Quest beat the Minutemen. Of uh, Devin Blaze and Tommy Trainwreck when Corvus hit Blaze with the Emerald Fusion Tombstone variation. Uh, said to be the hardest hitting match for tournament The Colony beat Flawless and Lawless of Blake Morris and Rex Lawless. When a workaround hit a pump handle GTS on Blake Morris. And then the Kimber Bombs beat the Crusade for Change. If you make him, if you make him do a promo beyond, can you at least push them? I don't, I don't get this booking. Anyway, Cherry Bomb hit a running DVD on Darius Carter, and then Kimberly hit a swan dive for the pin. I don't know it. Kimberly thinks she's Jeff Hardy.
4: I don't know. It sounds like clean. Doesn't sound like any shenanigans occurred. So.
0: It sounds like shenanigans with the bookers. They really don't want the crusade to change to win. Uh, well, that's they're putting the guys down. Well,
4: that's them, I guess.
0: Oh my word! Uh, in the semi-finals, Milk Chocolate beat the Colony when they hit Fire Ant with a long blower power bomb combo. And the Garden State Gods beat the Kimber Bombs when Corvus and Quest hit Cherry Bomb with a sit out power bomb combo. See, that's the thing. Garden State Gods versus Crusade for Change would have been awesome. Ah, oh, too... Uh, I don't know. So, then we come to Taunt for Tomorrow 3 on Sunday night, which opened with the Young Bucks beating the Hoods in the first round when the Bucks hit Cash with the Indie Taker. <laughs> Here you go. Proof. Proof of justice. That's what that is. Uh, Team Tremendous of Dan Barry and Bill Carr beat the Gentleman's Club of Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy, accompanied by Swamp Monster. It's the most important bit. When Barry and Carr hit an electric chair, Shiranui on Orange Cassidy. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, or you just call it Slice Bread number 2. Uh, electric chair, Slice Bread number 2. That's some. Uh, if if it's an electric chair, would that be sliced toast? I don't know. Um, Juicy Product beat the Assyrian Portal. After Jay-Z done hit Aphidium with a Canadian Destroyer. And Doom Patrol of Dickinson and Yaka successful over the hit squad of Monster Mac and Mafia. After Yaka hit Mafia with a spin kick and Dickinson followed it up with the Corkscrew Roundhouse Kick. So they'll all go on to the semi-finals. Then in non taunt action, uh, Eddie Edwards beat Silverant after a powerbomb into a single leg crab. Live
4: crowd only.
0: Yeah. Until Edwards gets released from TNA. Uh, Brian Cage beat Pinky Sanchez after catching him with a Weapon X. Uh, then we have the semi finals of. Uh, the main tournament, with the Young Bucks beating the Doom Patrol after hitting Dickinson with the Package Pile Driver Superkick combo, and then Team Tremendous beat the Juicy Product after Dan Barry caught David Starr in a roll pin as Starr was getting ready to dive to the outside. After this, JT Dunn got in Starr's face after saying it was supposed to be them and the Bucks in the finals as he was leaving. Kimberly then separated them, but Starr yelled at her as he left the ring. Oh, I guess this product ain't so juicy anymore. Come on, why are
4: they gotta split them up now? like they've been on a because roll the this year. J. Hyde said sir so. <laughs> that is terrible, 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 terrible
0: and uh, the ball rope match stockade beat Matt Tremont after touching all four corners. Tremont then challenged stockade to a fans bring the weapons match. At Christmas. Stockade accepted. Oh, no, it's
4: not Christmas. Come on.
0: It's the 28th of December. It's a Christmas present. (laughs) It's Christmas weekend. If Thanksgiving can last four days, then so can just call it Cyber Sunday. If you can have a Cyber Monday and a Green Saturday and Orange Wednesday and whatever, it's still Christmas. It's, it's, It's Christmas until it gets to New Year. Christmas is a week. Or Christmas could be every day, but then you're not Brock Lesnar. Uh, Chris Hero was then announced to be returning to Beyond Wrestling, also for that show on December 28th. Uh, Then we had the TFT 316 final, the four-way tag, which uh, Biff Busick and Drew Gulak won, beating the Ninjas of Attitude, the Garden State Gods, and Milk Chocolate. Uh, basically, they caught the ninjas in dual power bombs and threw them into one another to pick up the victory. Damn. Uh, also, though, during the match, Shenron did catch Gulak with a senton on from three quarters away from a top turnbuckle. Mm. So that isn't just airtime, that's l- lengthways airtime as well. That's incredible. Also more incredible, the final of TFT3 as Team Tremendous beat the Young Bucks yes, after the electric chair slice bread number two combo on Matt Jackson.
4: Yes, uh, surprising to to see that uh, Team Tremendous won, but I'm very happy for them. I think they're very deserving of it. And hopefully they'll get picked up in other big promotions because they deserve it.
0: And overall, even if they do have to drink out of date, don't do. (laughs) And overall, a very successful weekend,
4: not only for Beyond Wrestling, but also for A.A.W. and A.I.W. as well.
0: Yes, definitely. Um, Before we get to previews, I do want to give a quick shout out again to Jason because... Over on WrestleView, he conducted a near three-hour interview oh, yes. with DJ Hyde. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, he told me that everything was covered. So, yeah, I'm... there is some interesting insights in there. Also, a pretty big reveal for WSU's next show in February, mm. in- involving a certain feud going on there, okay, between two women. But yeah. That explains my little jibe at the break breakup for the juicy product. Oh, Cause there's something in there which makes me think that could explain it. Oh,
4: so you heard the interview then? Yes. Oh, I haven't gotten a chance to hear it yet, but uh,
0: <laughs> that's why I didn't want to spoil anything but just hint at it. Okay,
4: so okay. well, I think that was eventually going to happen, sadly. But... Yeah, we like, forward already hearing that, but uh, yeah. Every show pretty much sold out. I know AIW sold out the building completely. AAW did the same thing as well. Beyond had a pretty good attendance as well. I'm not really sure if they were sold out, but they did very well. I think the the
0: the shows the shows were pretty much all standing room only for the Chop Shop shows. Yes, I did heard that. About the fake music ones, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so pretty much good week. But wait, there's another good week coming because, oh, my God, it it, practically every other company apart from PWG and those that we've talked about just then in the first two segments. I've got a show this weekend. Yeah. Oh, my word.
4: It's a good thing I remembered some of them because I uh, completely forgot some of them. Yeah. then I realized, oh crap, there's more shows in different states.
0: Damn. Mm, My word. So, we'll start off with uh, Squared Circle Wrestling, 2CW. And 2CW's Christmas Vacation. (laughs) See, I'm wondering now whether this is how AIW got the inspiration. They saw 2CW doing other Chevy Chase movies, so they went, right, we'll make the poster look like Fletch. (laughs) <laughs> what's next Two C, you know ring of honor presents community <clears throat> I'm trying to think of other chevy chase films spies like us um <laughs> i think pwg could pull off some of those names yeah <laughs> um so yeah 2cw's christmas vacation this friday uh, the doors open at 7 with a bell time of 8 at the american legion post number 80 on 76 main street in binghampton new york this card doesn't look too bad, actually. We've got, uh, oh, br- brilliant. They've got a show right before the end of the year. God! Um, sorry. My, they... these Christmas New Year recordings for us, Sandra, are going to be hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a show Christmas weekend. Yeah, so um, I'll mention it in a minute. Uh, we've got the Four Corner Tag Team Elimination match with the winners getting a tag title shot. So it'll be Super Cop Dick Justice and Jasper Whipple, CK of Cook & Cage, the electric, de- the electric Dream Machine of Studley Steve and Guerra Loco, and Eric Mohamed Timmins and Peter D'Orda with Bin Hameen. Pepper Parks will take on Guy Sunshine. Then there will be a scramble match for the number one contendership to the 2CW Heavyweight title, with the winner getting the title shot in Elmira on their show on the Saturday, the 27th of December. Oh, my word. Um, So that will feature Juggernaut Jason Axe, Colin Delaney, Cheech, Dalton Castle, Kevin the Man Graham, and Jay Freddy. It will be the X Factor. Oh, my word. (laughs) Wow. So it's going to be the X Factor. Of X-Pac and Just Incredible. Taking on... (laughs) Biff and Ted's excellent Tad team adventure. Which is Biff Busick and the Ladies Man.
4: Uh, Yeah, for those that don't know... um, The name Biff and Ted is not only a tribute to the Biff and Ted movies, but also that's the name of their podcast. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Is that the guy on the poster with the giant cigarette out of his mouth? Ah, uh, yes, that's the ladies. Oh no no no, like... no,
4: not... no 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 no, oh. that's not him. No no no, that's am Sorry. <laughs> if you go to the two CW website, there they have a
0: picture of Biff and Ted. <laughs> <laughs> well, with rumours of the sequel happening, <laughs> I guess you might as well. Oh my god. Um. The Young Bucks will be taking on Rich Swann and A. R. Fox. Uh, Havoc will take on Vader Scott. That's gonna be a good match. Right. Uh and Captain Nick Ando defends a two CW Heavyweight title against hybrid Sean Carr. I'm guess I think Captain Nick will probably retain there, but I knew. Car is free of the free of the CK now, so you never know. Could be a surprise. Uh also coming up this Friday night, St. Louis Anarchy Wrestling with the Yuletide Terror at the Spalding Club in Alton, Illinois. At uh, four oh five East Fourth Street. Or is it four oh five E? Easter, yeah. Okay. Uh, Doors open at 6.30, the show starts at 7. Most important thing is it's a dollar draft beer. Dollar people, we we can only dream of that much. A dollar for beer, my God. Uh, There's also a full bar and food. Front row tickets are $20 at the door. There's only 50 seats available for that, but second row and general admission will be $15 as well. So, a pretty good deal, actually. No crazy prices here. Uh, Matches confirmed for the card so far. We have uh, Christian Rose taking on Mikey McFinnegan. Eric Cannon versus Araya Davari. Candice LeRae versus Angelus Lane.
4: Mm, That should be very interesting. Uh,
0: Johnny Gagano taking on Zach Sawyer. And in the main event for the... St. Louis Anarchy Championship, Gary J. defends in against Davey Vega. And as ever, the uh, SLA dot title is always defended in the two out of three falls match. Also set to be part of the event, uh, Darren Corbin, uh, Brandon Espinosa, and boss members, Bolt Brady, Dan Walsh, and Jordan Lacey. Uh, originally,
4: the card was supposed to have Michael Elgin. But of course, contracts was pulled. They also promoted a match with ACH taking on Kyle O'Reilly, but I'm assuming the same situation with Elgin. That match is not going to happen.
0: From what I heard, I didn't hear all of it. From what PW Pondering said on Podcast of Honor, Kyle is on the uh, contract for Ring of Honor as well. Yeah. So new champion next week in PWG, kid. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Although I think that might be the exception. We'll see. Otherwise, there won't be a lot of people not wrestling for Ring of Honor, ever. Um, <laughs> also Friday night, uh, fibro Wrestling. Having their last show of the year the, in conjunction with the NYWC. Yeah, the New York wrestling community. Connection. No, we'll call it the wrestling community because then the IWC will get pissed. <laughs> okay. Because some of the internet will go, I don't want to be from New York. Uh It's going to be Season's Last Wish from the Luda Center in Brooklyn. Tickets are $20. The doors open at 7 with a bell time of 8. Uh On the card, we've got Kevin Matthews taking on Anthony Bowens. Haku versus Joe Atal. I don't know why that match is happening. <laughs> That is uh, Because they're trying to rub it in the face of Joe Atell for not being part of Shikara uh, anymore. Yeah. Joe Atell had the copper idolo, didn't he? That Heidi Lovelace would have won at National Pro Wrestling Day.
4: Uh, he was never there. What are you talking about? Wasn't it Joe Atell? No.
0: I oh, thought it was. I'm thinking somebody else. No, he wasn't. Trust me. <laughs> I'm confused. And again, I have been up for ludicrously too long again. Um, god damn it, America! <laughs> Why did I just do that? God, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, Jigsaw taking on Brian <laughs> XL also on the card. Uh, uh Amazing Red versus Sanjay Dutt. This should be pretty good. Uh, Talon versus Drew Gulak. Hmm. Uh Mega Muscle defend the FBW tag belts against the Beaver boys. Ah,
4: uh, you missed one match that uh I added that I completely forgot.
0: Uh but you can mention it now. Yeah.
4: a juicy Product will be taking on milk chocolate. <clears throat> ah. Twin
0: Magic. So I don't know if uh
4: the problems will continue, but uh we have to wait and see, I guess.
0: And Tony Neese defends the Fiber Wrestling World Title against Papadom.
4: Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I won't be going to the show. I'm really surprised that it's taking place in the Ludus Center. I thought the last place that they had uh, that building was fine and better Better. than the Ludus, but for some reason, they're there, I guess. Maybe it was cheaper. I don't know. (laughs) And then Saturday night. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, it looks interesting card for what they have.
0: And then Saturday night, uh, we've got Dreamwave Wrestling having the fight before Christmas. All these having Christmas title themes. <laughs> I like it. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> um, uh, it's at Knights of Columbus Hall in LaSalle, Illinois. With a bell time of seven. On the card, with uh, the last of the number one contender tag team tournament first round matches... The Juicy Product will face Helter Skelter. And then three matches from the second round, as it will be If Looks Could Kill, taking on Team Beck. Zero Gravity versus the Negative Influence slash Addiction. And the World's Cutest Tag Team taking on the winner of Juicy Product and Helter Skelter. Candice and Jerry versus JT and David. Mm. Just, just thinking. I hope it happens. <clears throat> uh, we're also going to have Christian Rose taking on Aria Davari, mm-hmm. Johnny Gugano versus Chris Castro, Marche Roquette and Shane Hollister in a loser leaves town match. Mm. Uh, then for the Dreamwave Tag Titles, ACDC take on the Young Bucks. And for the Dreamworld World title, Matt Cage defends against Nick Brubaker with Nicky Mayday. Somehow I think there may be interference there. After previous stuff that's gone down.
4: Now that Justin as well.
0: And then, because I just want to fit it in, because I want the last section just to be focused on the, arguably the big three of the week. Uh Saturday night also we'll be having on point wrestling in Williamstown, New Jersey. Uh on point wrestling's no remorse at the OTW Arena at Monroe Business Centre, Building C suite one on ten forty one Glassboro Road. The doors open at 7.30 30 with a bell time of eight. Tickets are twenty dollars, seating is first come first served. So on the card, we're going to have a six-man tag as Mark Angel, Stan Styles, and The Beast, Ben Ortiz, take on Nutritious X, and Team Certified Sexy of Gino and Sasha Jenkins. That isn't really a six-man tag, then, if Sasha Jenkins is wrestling, surely. <laughs> Just saying. <so you clears throat> uh, a rematch that's two years in the making as Latin Dragon takes on Z- Xavier Cross. A four-way between Anthony Gangon, Smiley, Mark Quinn, and Caveman. The Dynamos, Mighty and Mega Mo will take on Smooth Aggression. Then in the semi-finals for the OPW Heavyweight Title Tournament, it'll be Sam the Machine Shields taking on Chainsaw Joe Gacy, and Oz Tyler taking on the notorious Drew Blood with Loudie. Granakuma will face the bad apple Macintosh. Do you think Granakuma will go on Windows, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) And then in the main event, an anything goes no DQ match, as Joey Janella takes on Necro Butcher.
4: Yeah, that's uh, kind of a surprising main event. It's
0: a wise move.
4: I mean I've heard of Joey Janela. and I know he's making the rounds not he's been doing very well in the in New no Jersey. Wolf. Yeah. And uh he's also kind of making the rounds in the New York area as well so uh, should be a very challenging match for him.
0: I recently actually caught the footage of I think it was on the PWG Mania the only one that's ever been allowed. Uh when I guess the ring or the the ring broke or there was a power cut so Necro Butcher was having, they were fighting outside and like he was throwing rocks at the wrestlers because it was like a fatal four-way. I think I remember and He that. was just picking up stones and throwing them at them. Yeah. And Exc- Excalibur and I guess it must have been Super Dragon during their dr- their drinking status moments for the commentary. I think absolutely lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so uh, that's five of the eight done in terms of previews this week. When we come back, uh, the big weekend of three. Shine, Ring of Honor, and for me, the most important, Shikara. Mainly because it's the one that I've actually paid for. So we will see you in a few minutes for the final part of this week's Whole Indie Show.
2: Trained, say your prayers, and ate your vitamins. Then you'll love the Hulkamania Chronicles. Sean Beckerman, host of Beyond the Bell, your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast, breaks down the history and career of the legendary Hall of Famer, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Each edition covers a different era in the history of the Hulkster As we relive our childhood hero from the beginning of Hulkamania in the mid 80s and the birth of WrestleMania through the challenging times of the steroid trial all the way to his jump to WCW and the formation of Hollywood Hogan and the New World Order. And then his return to the WWF, leading in to the Hall of Fame. This edition covers it all. You can catch the Hulkamania Chronicles exclusively on Beyond the Bell here on the SNS Radio Network, brother.
5: Hey, guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. And I want to take a moment to let you guys know that, personally, I appreciate the support that we've had here on the SNS Radio Network over the years. And I'm here to tell you about a new way that you can help us out and show your support for the SNS Radio Network. We now have a way for you to uh, donate to the SNS Radio Network. If you go to the SNSRadioNetwork.com main page, scroll down, there is now a donate button on the page. Now, I'm not saying you have to donate to us, but your donation is very appreciated as we do a lot of hard work on the SNS Radio Network, spend a lot of our time and our own money to make sure that you guys have uh, entertaining podcasts and live shows on the SNS Radio Network. So to those who have donated so far, on behalf of the SNS Radio Network, we appreciate you and your continued support. And for those that will donate in the future, again, we thank you for your support of the SNS Radio Network. www.snsradionetwork.com, providing you with free podcasts since 2010.
1: Unplugged CT. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You you. want answers? I've got the truth. You can't
3: handle the truth. Every month. On the SNS radio network Check out the podcast That deals with conspiracy theories Mysteries And the unknown Check out Unplugged CT With Mr. Money on the Mic Jeff Jackson And Bronxzilla You have questions We have answers Keep an open mind Because the truth Is out there. The truth shall set you free.
5: fan of the sns radio network want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the sns network let me tell you how you can check out the facebook group over at www.facebook.com slash groups slash sns radio network on twitter follow us at sns radio network you can follow me mr money on the mic jeff jackson at sns underscore JJ sex a one. These are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the SNS radio network.
1: Hey there listeners of the SNS radio network. My wife here, now, as most of you listeners know, I happen to promote my own albums every now and again. And the latest one is now available. Yes, Dream Sphere. The musical journey that takes you through the realm of fantasy is now available at mindwipestudios.info. 14 tracks plus a couple of bonus tracks all available for the neat little price of 10 bucks US. $10 US a day. So check it out today. It's got some great tracks including Witchwood, Dream Sphere, Flight of Dragons and many, many more. DreamSphere available at MyWineStudios.info.
0: Welcome to the final part of this week's whole indie show with Sandro and Ashley and if you don't know that music uh you clearly don't like Kevin Owens. I I decided to go really old school and go for his old IWS music.
1: Mm.
0: So like really old school. So yeah, a little bit of guns and roses and better there. To come in and uh Mainly because, you know, we're stoked for next Thursday. Yes. That's all we need to say. It's like, you should, everybody should be stoked.
4: Fight, fight, fight.
0: Yeah. Regardless, just get hyper next Thursday. You're going to have indie talents probably being champion, stealing the show, and being Prince Devitt and Kenta. And that will be the true showcase that 2014 is the year of the indies in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Brock Lesnar. Whatever. Uh, so, we come to... The reason I say the big three is because these are actually going to be live on Pay-Per-View or pay per view So, first up, Shine 23 this Friday at the Orpheum in Ebor City, Florida. Uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. <clears throat> the live event hostess, as ever, is Heather Lynn. Who doesn't do as many bad box jobs on the announcing as... Uh, wasn't it Courtney? Courtney Taylor, was it? You mean Chastity Taylor? Chastity Taylor. I knew it was something with a C and a Y. Because <laughs> she hasn't been on in a while, but it's just every time... I remember people laughing at her for botching. It isn't a good thing, but yeah. Hmm. So on the card, um, we're going to have Amber O'Neill versus Luscious Latasha. Is that Latasha's debut? No, she's been on a couple of shows, but she hasn't been <clears throat> uh, very active. So. Right. Uh, Eva Leese will take on Amanda Rodriguez in what probably is a farewell. And if
4: it is, it's kind of unfortunate second match
0: I don't think it'll be second match I think there's other matches that could move
4: yeah but at the same time uh, Amanda is not she's not well known
0: true Uh, we're gonna have Lever Bates versus Vanessa Craven
4: should be very interesting
0: I wonder what Lever's gonna be cosplaying as. trying to think what's I guess it could be Hobbit inspired. What movie's out this weekend?
4: (laughs) Well, I should mention this will be Vanessa's debut in Shine.
0: Oh, so you're debuting against the Cosplay Girl. Okay. Oh, and some interesting comments regarding Lever and Brittany Blake, by the way. Sandro, that you've got to look out for. Okay. On DJ Hyde's interview.
4: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Uh, Alison Kay with April Hunter will take on Crazy Mary Dobson in a match that seemingly is out of nowhere Leia Von Dutch is taking on Thunder Kitty with Lalani Kai because after the way that promo was done I honestly thought it was against Thunder Kitty the last time and the fact that it was uh, Soraya that answered it sort of seemed a bit weird but yeah, so Lea on Dutch, who I thought was heel, was apparently face. Well, she was already face when she took on Soraya, so... <laughs> Not to me. Soraya all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with a knight. That's what I've found out. Uh, the buddy system of Heidi Lovelace and Solo Darling, accompanied by Daphne, will be taking on uh, BTY, better than you. Of uh, Jamie Jameson and Marty Bell, accompanied by SoCal Vow. So it's the battle of the managers. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And the battle of why was SoCalvau in Total Divas.
4: Alright, that was why she's trying to I guess get into Playboy, I guess.
0: <laughs> uh Taylor Made with April Hunter will take on La Rosa Negra. That could be a hell of a match.
4: Yes, that could be a pretty good match.
0: Uh, legendary defend their Shine Tag Titles against the Kimber Bombs. Hmm. I want to say title change. I want to say it what too. Lexi Fife does.
4: I want to say title change as well, but
0: I don't know. But if it happens, I'll be happy. It's Lexi Fife Yeah. She's the authority now.
4: <laughs> why? Did, why do I get the feeling she'll come out and then she becomes a heel? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in the main event Mia Yim's first defense of her shine title newly acquired over in Beijing as uh, she takes on Nevaeh So Calval. yes if they drop the belt it will it really will be a case of why go to China then and change this to belt
4: uh, I don't really see it I mean don't get me wrong I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll be a hell of a match uh, I can't see a, I can't see that happening to be honest. Of losing the belt, not to say that Nevaeh d- does,
0: um, she hasn't earned or anything, but I just don't see it happening. And then of course it's a case of, okay, so who's supposed to be the dominant heel team? So Cal Val's team or Valkyrie? I don't know. It's just, it's a bit odd. But you know, um.
4: Somebody who's on the poster is not listed on the card, which is interesting.
0: Who's on the poster? I'm trying to remember. So young. Oh. Yeah. So that happened. <laughs> I don't know. Uh oh. <clears throat> but looks like a good card anyway for your Friday night. Yep. Uh, then. Jumping ahead to Sunday, because yes. Shikara will always be last, Yes, um, and also because the Ring of Honor show looks a bit weird. Ring of Honor! Yes, it um, is. <laughs> it final battle. <laughs> final battle, Sunday night, uh, at Terminal 5, 610 West 56th Street in New York. New York. I was going to say dramatic pause, but that's only reserved for Kimber. Dramatic pause. Lee. Oh,
4: I thought you were going to say that was reserved for Calgary, Alberta. <laughs>
0: No. no, it's not even with a studio apartment either. Um, pay-per-view starts at 8, and this card looks basically a a case of, yeah, let's put together a card for pay-per-view. Does it matter if the stories matter? Nope. So, uh, I'm guessing as well, because we've only got seven matches here, there's going to be something else added. I'm pretty sure there will be. Probably um, in mental versus student, it's going to be Roderick strong versus Adam page.
4: Okay. I, I wouldn't have a problem with this match if it was Roddy against uh, TD Thomas. And I'm saying that because obviously TD Thomas split from decade and it was mostly because Roddy pretty much abused them when TD was in the in the group. And I thought they were going to have some kind of big blow-off match. And then after that happened, TD was nowhere to be seen and hasn't been seen since then. So I guess in his place will be Adam Page, which granted they have been building it up over the last uh, two months at least. So they're kind of doing a good job with that. And they seem to be pushing more for Adam Page.
0: Yeah, well, no, because Adam Page is going to have the decade with him, isn't he? Uh, I
4: guess so. Well, he's mostly buddy-buddy. Roderick
0: Strong isn't.
4: Well, Adam is more buddy-buddy with uh, BJ, mostly. So what I see happening, I see Adam winning the match, and I guess this is when the decade splits as uh, Adam Page and BJ go on their own way. And I guess... Maybe the decade continues, or they just stop it. No, Jimmy
0: Jacobs won't give a shit. Maybe. Because Shikara (laughs) and every other stable that he's got running at the minute in indie wrestling. (laughs) Well, I think that kind of (laughs) stopped. Most of them, anyways. Um, In a grudge match, R.D. Evans with Vader Scott takes on Moose with Stokely Hathaway and more than likely Prince Nana. Fuck it, I'll say R.D. wins. It's brilliant, though. Um, Clearly, the angle here is Prince Nana is getting revenge on R.D. Evans. Which makes sense.
4: But at the same time... But
0: the best thing is, Nana is now the heel.
4: Yes. And R.D. Evans is the face. Because at the time, Prince Nana was the face when he had the feud with R.D. Evans. Yes. And now they're reversing it for some reason. But yeah. Hey,
0: people like barristers.
4: But yeah, I'm gonna say R.D. Especially
0: ones that look as attractive as Vader Scott.
4: But yeah, I'm gonna say RD gets the win by surprise.
0: I hope so. Because Moose doesn't need a push.
4: Well there's
0: a bit more training. Well
4: he's a former athlete, and I guess they want to push those instead. But I will say, I really
0: hope Moose gets signed to a central contract. But, but, <laughs> but I will say that stay the, on Ring of Honor, go nowhere else, please. <laughs>
4: but I will say the fans are into him, so I guess that's somewhat of a plus for Ring of Honor. So,
0: yeah, that's prob that's probably a match that people actually care about. Next up, Michael Elgin versus Tommaso Ciampa in a match Ugh. that has fans going, "Who
4: are we supposed to cheer for?" Exactly, a match that makes no sense. And to be perfectly honest, I I really don't care who wins. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a pretty mean guy match, but nobody wins. It doesn't really matter. Double count out. Double count out. Yeah, they could do that. I wouldn't mind
0: if they did that.
4: That'd be double
0: count out. Nigel McGuinness starts it again, and they just beat the shit out of Nigel McGuinness, and then beat the shit out of Delirious. And then beat the shit out of anybody else that's in the back that writes this shit. And going, what have you done to us? (laughs) I'm wondering if this is gonna, for some
4: reason, if this is gonna lead a a match with uh, Nigel.
0: Nigel's wrestling again. Oh, hold on. If this, if this, if this happens, you know which side I'm on. (laughs) Fuck anybody else. Hi hey, oh Nigel. Hey oh Nigel. Oh. You never know. Um Sticking with the theme of why is this match happening? The Young Bucks team with ACH to take on the addiction in Cedric Alexander. AKA the PWG showcase match. <laughs> the, the, the the PWG talents are still going to feature on Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know cuz
4: Cedric is not regular so.
0: Oh my word. Um yeah. <laughs> PWG wins this one, I think. <laughs> That's what. Yes. Uh, and of course, the whole definition of Ring of Honor is PWG wins this Sunday.
4: <laughs> and I would not be surprised if people started chanting PWG. I'm just saying.
0: There you go. If 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 you're going to be in attendance at Terminal 5 and you listen to this, if there's a PWG chant, we'll know you listened. So get it started. I don't know whether um, CJ's going, but you might want to send him a message, Sandra. Uh, I don't think he's going, as far as I know. If you know anybody that's going to that show, if they can start a PWG chant, we we'll know. Me uh, and will know. I'm pretty sure people will know. Uh, for the ring of honor world TV title, uh, Jay Lee for defense against the hashtag reborn. Matt side uh, I'm pretty sure this will be a good match. Uh,
4: I'm Even gonna though say, if it
0: was set up from, oh, you beat up my brother, I want a title shot.
4: Well, I guess the just the story was that uh, Truth uh, tried to recruit Matt into uh, the house of Truth, and Seidel refused, and I guess that's what's leading to the match.
1: Mm.
4: But uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure it'll be a good match. But uh, I'm gonna, see, oops, I'm gonna say uh, Jay Lethal retains.
0: There's a toaster that fell off. Slice bread number two is done. Um just because it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I think Jay Lethal will retain. Although I could see the title change because Lethal's had it for over what? Eight months now?
4: Yeah, but uh I'd rather see Lethal holding it because I think he's been doing a great job thus far.
0: No, he's been doing sure. a
4: he's been doing a great job this year with his new persona, so
0: True as well. Uh, the world tag team titles on the line as Red Dragon take on the Time Splitters.
4: Yeah. Uh, as of now, we don't know the status of Alex Shelley.
0: <clears throat> so, which could even affect Wrestle Kingdom. Shit. Yes. Yeah, so,
1: <clears throat>
0: I don't know if this match is happening.
4: Um. Let me see. The last time he... I think
0: we could make adjustments. The
4: last time he he made any kind of uh, interactions on the social media was last Saturday. Just looking on his uh, Twitter. Doesn't really say... No, he hasn't made anything since uh, Saturday, so... But doesn't mention that if he'll be in New York City.
0: So, I mean,
4: I guess as of now, it, the match is still on.
0: Well, I'm thinking you can make an adjustment. Kashida teams up with somebody and ACH to take on the addiction and Cedric Alexander. And then Red Dragon versus Young Bucks. Because that'll always make the fans go crazy. I guess
4: so. I mean, or if they wanted to, I mean, just for the s- swerves, I guess. Have Kushida team with uh, Shelly's former tag partner Chris Saban,
0: or BJ Whitmer and Gin- Jimmy Jacobs win the tag titles?
4: Mm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe Mark Briscoe because he's he's booked to be to appear at the show, so. Or Hanson, he's also booked to appear at the show as well, so... I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: And the main event, the Fight Without Honor, as Jay Briscoe defends his world title against Adam Cole. Adam
4: Cole, baby!
0: He's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... I think Briscoe will retain it, because I think they're going to give Bennett the title at Supercard of Honor.
4: Mm, I I don't know about that. piss
0: off the internet.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that. I mean, it would piss off the the IWC, but...
0: uh... Well, if you look at the way that they did the angle for the TV tapings, with the Tag Wars, which is supposed to be after this, Mm -hmm. it seems to be angling towards Bennett next.
4: I mean if they do that they'll probably just put it off for the next TV tapings. I don't know if they're gonna do it for a Supercard of Honor, but But don't forget they have the um the anniversary show in Vegas in February. All
0: there of course, yeah. So
4: <clears throat> Yeah, I mean if you want you could you could buy it on pay per view.
0: <laughs> or save you money for New Japan. Or GFW should I say.
4: That or you can save your money for. I think we're going to be both in agreement. Uh, a better show this Saturday night.
0: Well, I, I can tell you, pay your money because I have. Yes. I have legit paid my. I think, it was, I think I got it when it was cheap, so it was twelve ninety nine, or for whatever. I got it cheaper than it is now. I think it's available. Was it sixty ninety nine? I think. I believe so. On our pay-per-view for Shikara's Tomorrow Never Dies, the last show of the year. Season finale. Before we find out what the theme is for the next shows. That's always the best bit. It's like, what have the titles got to do with? You know, the, the cancelled season was George Harrison songs from All Things Must Pass. This one has been James Bond films, which is ironic because, of course, you know, Who would have thought that Bond 24 would actually be called genital herpes, Sandra? (laughs) I'm saying that because, of course, we know that's a fact because this podcast has aired after the announcement has been made. If that does actually happen, I would love it. Um, Genital herpes diving Dave Batista, Be a bit awkward, wouldn't it? Um, So Saturday night, the ECW arena, the 2300 arena the arena in philly that's what you need to know 2300 south swanson street the doors open at 630 with the bell time of 7 uh-huh. that's same for the pay-per-view as well so it's going to be a midnight treat for me woohoo um and as ever with chicago shows children 12 and under get in free with a paying adult how much are, are the tickets about 25 bucks uh, i believe so have to head over to shikara.com for that. Uh, and the iPay-Per-View can be bought at smvod.com. Links and whatever can be found on our social media stuff. So, this one... This one is surprising because first let's mention who isn't on the card. Because the, the notable glaring miss, missing person here, or people is 3.0 and Chuck Taylor. Oh, okay. They're not there. Huh. Seemingly, as of what's confirmed, okay, there's seven matches, but considering there's a C-Binetico, that's going to take a while, so there doesn't seem to be anything with 3.0. There doesn't seem to be anything with Wicked or Frightmare. Although I think they'll probably be involved in the match, which we'll get to. But yeah, no Chuck Taylor. Um, I'm trying to think some of the other face teams. Well, I'm uh, also surprised... Oh, go, yeah, go ahead.
4: No, I'm pretty sure they'll be at the show, but... Uh... They might make an appearance at some point. Uh, as far as the tickets, uh, I found the, the information. Um, it's kind of split off on the chart that I'm seeing here. Um, the north, south, east, and west premium tickets are forty bucks. They're still available. Uh, tier one is thirty bucks, and tier two is twenty bucks. And everything else is uh, sold out.
0: But of course, obviously, if you have got a kid 12 and under, two tickets 20 bucks isn't bad. Yes. So, on the card, confirmed so far. Um, Because one we still don't really know about. Because I don't think it's been announced while we've been recording. So, first up, the finals of Wrestling Is Fun's Young Lions Cup, as Heidi Lovelace takes on Missile Assault Ant.
4: Whew. I would have said Heidi Lovelace, but uh, no one's going to be the regular. I'm going to say it's MAA.
0: Well, from the way the blog hints at it, I think it could be Heidi. I hope it is Heidi, to be honest, but because uh... the way Miss I- she says how Missile Assault Ant lifted the trophy and declared his name even before the matches even happened. Which normally is a bad thing to do. You know, when you take the person's championship belt and stand over them, you know that the next show the person that was on the floor flattened out or didn't have the belt in their hand or whatever was uh going to win. So I'd hope to see Highly Love Lace. Because in essence for Okay, she hasn't had many showings in Shikara this year. But I think for everything that she did for wrestling is last year. And for the fact that she sort of got screwed by the flood at National Pro Wrestling Day in February, I'd like to see Heidi win. Mainly because I think she's... T- 2014 is the year that she's really got traction. Yes. AIW wanted them... AIW wanted... Was it Elgin to kick her fucking head kick? Get her fucking head kicked in? As the chant goes? Yeah, that was the fun of fans
4: yeah, AIW.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, she became Heritage Champ for a bit in AAW. Yes. And isn't doing too bad with the buddy system... Sure. In Shine.
4: And also they managed to brought that tag team in Shimmer this year. I
0: think she deserves the recognition. Yeah. Uh, next up, the final match, which if this is going by Christopher Daniels AJ form, this will be the not final match between Ashley Remington and Juan Francisco de Coronado. They have one victory each. This is the rubber, but the added stipulation is you can only win with a German suplex pin combination.
4: And no, this this will not involve a, a prize for the fans in attendance.
0: It'd be great if it did. See, the, the the way that I'm sort of wonder whether they're going to do it is they're going to do it Brock Lesnar, John Cena style. And it's just going to be multiple suplex pins, but kick out.
4: I'm pretty sure that will happen. And I'm going to
0: go with... Because the fans will chant 40 more times. They've done it in PWG. And that probably is the sort of smart crowd that would be good for Shikara. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go with a smooth sailing to win. I'm biased. He's got my initials. I've got to go with my namesake. Juan well, Francisco, no. Um, mainly because I think Coronado will like the fruit basket this time. <laughs> um, next up, I guess former friends, Jimmy Jacobs and Eddie Kingston. Hmm. Jacobs declaring that Eddie will never get her back. Which may be true by what happens later on in the night, possibly. But uh, we'll see. I'm sort of wondering whether this is going to be the angle that leads to Kingston leaving Shikara for good.
4: Mm, No, I don't think so. He's, He's really faithful to the promotion. I can't see that happening.
0: Well, he, he did sort of mention early on in the year how he was getting out of wrestling, uh, wanting he, to cut down his schedule at least. Yeah, I don't remember hearing that. But uh, I'll give my pitch to the theory of that. But, later.
4: But uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Jimmy Jacobs. I think he's gonna get the upset win.
0: Yeah, I think I'll go with Jimmy on that as well. Uh then for the Los Campeonatos de Parejas. The throwbacks defend the belts against the Devastation Corporation. As ever in two out of three falls.
4: Yep. I see new champions.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's happening. I think this is gonna be the start of the uh the darkness. The darkness will fall when <gasps> bats. and all that. And
4: Maybe we'll see the feud in Chikara between uh, Dasher and uh, Mr. Touchdown.
0: Yeah, the one that they teased and never happened due to, you know, Chikara dying. Yeah. Even though it's occurred
4: in uh, one of the wrestling
0: is brands and uh, currently in uh,
4: Excellence Pro. hmm And
0: then we come to, I guess, the triple, well... It's harsh to say triple main event, but these are the three that arguably have the biggest connotations to the future of Shikara. So, first up, Delirious versus Ultramantis Black. Loser leaves Shikara forever.
4: Yeah, it's a no-brainer here. Ultramantis wins. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, I think Ultramantis is winning, but I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled a swerve. Yeah, okay. they could do that. They could pull off something in the future. The end of times should come. And judging by that, can well, the thing is, we know how devious Ultramantis Black could be. So, who knows? Uh... Then we have the big one for the first time ever, live on iPay-Per-View. Yes, the Cibernetico Royale. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're calling the Cibernetico. Normally it has a name. Well, that's the match. We obviously can't. We can't. We can't do another Batman-related one.
4: Oh <laughs> no,
0: unless we call it. Oh no, unless we call it. Team Shikara versus Team Flood, Dawn of Justice.
4: Yeah, <laughs> that all makes
0: sense. See, of Justice. There we go. <laughs> so, um, as of recording, we know the team for Team Shikara. Workrant as captain, which to me is sort of surprising. I have a theory that something could happen in the match. But continue. Uh, Worker Ant and his teammates, the Colony, Fire Ant and Silver Ant, the Assyrian Portal of Amasis and Ophidian, the Batiri of Kodama and Oberian, and Gervais Cottonbelly will take on the Flood, captained by Jakob Hammermeyer. As I say, as of recording, we don't know who's in Jakob's team.
4: They'll probably get revealed on Friday on the... Uh,
0: Tomorrow and never dies report. Yeah. But I mean I mean from what I can think. It's pretty obvious who it could be with the rest. Yeah I mean Soldier Ant's probably gonna be in there.
4: Uh, there, there were some tweets by Soldier Ant. He could make an appearance. Whether he'll be in the match, I don't know.
0: Oleg makes sense, yaka makes sense. Knock in Peking Sanchez are always gonna be in it
4: because their affiliation with uh Jacob. Yeah. Um, Who else? Maybe Arctic Rescue Ants? Flex Rumble Crunch, possibly? Mr. Azerbaijan? No, he's not part of the Flood. Isn't he? No. Damn it. And I said it last week. There's a possibility we might see another former BDK member make an appearance.
0: Vocoda. <laughs> um, that's all I'm saying Vocoda. we could see
4: Tim Dunn's returning
0: maybe oh, I thought you meant vocoda.
4: no so we'll see what happens now as far as by theory um working right as the, the team captain was very surprising I wasn't expecting it I probably would have preferred uh, Silver Ant, but I guess I want to give him the opportunity. And obviously, we know Jakob has the Eye of Tear. And obviously, we know Worker Ant was a former member of the, the Flood. You know, he was uh, a sailant. No, he was Gekido. He was, was Gekido, uh, Gekido, actually.
0: Gekido. Yes, Gekido, my mistake.
4: You know, it was a former a sailant.
0: sort of got brought into the Flood, didn't it? Yes. With the death of everybody. <laughs>
4: so you know Jakob has the IOT I would not be surprised if somehow he somehow gets control of worker Ant and he comes back to the flood turns heal and rejects the, the worker and get up and goes back as a
0: I, yeah, that makes sense. I'm just trying to think who else would fit in that. I guess symbodian and Oliver Grimsley. Oh, yeah. That's, that connects to the Batiri, doesn't it? Yeah, that I forgot about them. Bateri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously it was sort of them that were responsible for the death of Kodama. Not Kodama, um, Kobold.
4: Yeah. Yeah, this, like I said, we'll probably find out on Friday, Friday
0: morning. That'll be part of... Uh, the report, no doubt. And then finally, a non-title, but most importantly now, steel cage match
1: mm-hmm.
0: as Icarus takes on Ducalion. Only the second time in Chikara history that a steel cage match has been held. The other time was some bloke called Cesaro versus some bloke called Luke Harper. in some year called 2008 with some referee named Bryce Remsburg.
4: Oh, dude. uh, Fucking Vince and his damn comments.
0: Look for that. I think that match is on our social media, isn't it? That needs to be posted up again. Because that match between Claudio and Brody was pretty damn good. I cannot believe the comment that Vince McMahon said about him.
4: Maybe, he's, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not over because he might be Swiss. I don't know. <laughs> I, I cannot believe he said that. I just shook my head. As it yeah, as did everybody.
0: Saro Swing got killed. That's why. Yeah.
4: Oh. Because they're millennials. Damn it.
0: Yeah. Who knew that a tag team group from Dragon Gate Japan. Would be able to affect <laughs> Vince McMahon.
4: When he said that, I got a, a huge chuckle out of it because the first thing I thought <laughs> of was the Dragon
0: Gate stable. <laughs> so my pitch here <clears throat> is Deucalion will win, but not with the chokebreaker. He will go for the chokebreaker but Eddie Kingston will stop him because basically he realizes he's probably never going to get her again or he is somehow going to get her because Deucalion going to claim the title somehow. Eddie Kingston will make the save and then he'll be forever with her as he dies with her. Hmm. And then you have you have the uh the Honor Majesty, Secret Service movie ending. With George Lazenby crying. No. Um <laughs> I just think that could happen. I think Eddie could be just switching to AAW and AIW.
4: That's a good theory. I
0: think he was, he's, he was sort of, if you looked at those tweets from a few months back, he sort of was hinting that he was getting to the point when he couldn't do as many physical matches as he wanted to. Which just made me think, if it's, if there's anywhere where he could get out because he knows there's a whole heap of guys that can come in and take his place from the Wrestle Factory or wherever... Shikara's got it.
4: Well, I don't know. Uh, Kingston is very low to Shikara. I don't see that happening, but uh, as far as the theory goes, that's a very good possibility.
0: I can't see Icarus being killed. That would be a surprise. Unless, of course, that injury he had earlier on in the season was that bad. And we just don't know it.
4: Well, I don't know who's going to win, but somebody's going to die. I know that for sure.
0: Um, multiple people could die. Ducalion could just do a Brock Lesnar and kill everyone. And then who else would be left? Hey, Vince. Hey, v- <laughs> I wonder if Mike Quackenbush is going to die. Hmm. That. Bruh. That could be a swerve. But then the problem is... How would you explain who's running it day to day? <laughs> Non-key fave. I don't know. It's a complicated but an interesting, very interesting card. The fact is on all of them, I don't think either us can be sure... Who goes over because Shikara could do it either way on all seven of those matches. With half of the Ring of Honor ones, we're just going, why? Oh <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I think there will be some sort of uh I mean three point oh you'd have thought would be there, Chuck Taylor you'd thought would be there. Um are there any faces missing as well? Lost ice creams. Yeah.
4: But like I said, uh, like I said, I'm pretty sure they'll the be war. at the show. The goddamn boar. <laughs> like I said, I'm I'm pretty sure they'll be at the show. They'll probably be selling their merch or whatnot.
0: I wonder I'm guessing it'll be uh Leonard on commentary with a combo of Bryce and uh Gavin and or hell, whoever else is available.
4: Or hell, maybe you know, Chuck Taylor could do commentary as well. You never know. Yes.
0: Chalk on commentary. That's what we need. He's done it before. Damn it. He's
4: done That's it. That's what
0: we need. Huh. Except, well, no, because the only problem is when he's on commentary, he'll probably go PWG mode and start swearing.
4: Nah, it's not the first time he's on commentary. He's on commentary with <laughs> Chikara before, so he won't do, he won't say anything, you know, non-PG. So,
0: Thank God. <laughs> So uh, that is the roundup of all everything that's happened last week and this week, because that's the show. My word! I think next week is a little easier. I think. I hope. We've only got really, <laughs> we've only really got PWG and CCW in terms of big, big shows. Oh my! There's fruit. probably other ones. Probably other ones that we don't know about, but.
4: Yeah, because we weren't expecting this many shows.
0: (laughs) So many shows, so little time. So uh, check out all the other shows here on the network. Tuesdays you have Unplugged with Jeff and Bronx at 9.30 Eastern. Uh, Sunday Night Showdown coming up next weekend, actually, for TLC and S now, apparently. I I still don't get that, but anyway. Uh, And then podcasts, you have Beyond the Bell, the Elite Force podcast, uh, SNS Sticks and Flicks, um, Get in the Zone, Unplug CT, Running the Ropes. I think that's everybody. Obviously us, and then us, and then us. We deserve for mentioned for some reason. Sandro, how can people get in touch with us social media style and email and yeah, I'm guessing with the social media you're gonna cover as well what shows we're covering?
4: <laughs> yeah, so uh find us on Facebook, uh Facebook.com slash the whole indie show. Follow us on the Twitter at TWIS underscore podcast. Uh, happy to announce that we are over 500 followers and the numbers continue to rise. So thank you for those that are following us. Uh, yes, I will be doing coverage for Chikara this Saturday and the final battle pay per view this Sunday as well. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher by searching for the whole indie show. Subscribe, rate us, and leave us some feedback as well. <clears throat> uh, for. For your feedback on anything we talked about, email us to wholeindy at SNSradionetwork dot com. That's indie with a Y, I N D Y. And you can find all the archives and RSS feeds over at snsradionetwork.com. dot com.
0: So um as a correction to Song of the Night last week, it was public enemy, not run DMZ. Yes bringing the noise with uh, Apollo 100 in a weird remix or whatever. This week is, I guess, trivia, technically. Because, obviously, because it's Shikara, I'm going with Tomorrow Never Dies, but not the one you think. Sheryl Crow's Tomorrow Never Dies was actually... The second choice. The original track, which you're about to hear now, which features at the end, so probably not many of you have heard it, because you once it gets to the credits, you just turn it off, is... I think she's Canadian. Uh, Katie Lang. Uh, it was originally called Tomorrow Never Dies, but its official title is now Surrender. So I'm going with the original one, because it sounds more... It sounds more raunchy because it's got that wah-wah trumpet. You know, when they put the muffler on it. It sounds sleazy. That's what I'm saying. Which, you know, if, uh, Candice and Joey are wrestling this weekend. So it does relate. So, uh, with that being said, that was Sandro. This was actually... That has been your weekly slice of indie goodness. We'll see you next week as... Uh, I'm trying to think what did we call it December from hell continues bye everybody somebody's gonna die on Saturday it's probably me too much burritos
1: So wrong.